So we're live. We're live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And the hero of the hour. I was going to say the hero of Candon, but then start trying to sing the Jane song there. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the guy that has saved our bacon more more times than he probably know. Graham has joined us, the wonderful Graham, to talk about... The boys from the dwarf. So thank you, Graham. <laughs> boys from the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the boys from the dwarf. So I, I was going to do a good put a hitch on my head or something, but I forgot. I'll be honest. <laughs> should have done <laughs> well, we that. Yeah, we yeah. totally should have done that. That would have been pretty cool. Because I am probably <laughs> the hologram of. The, I'm the biggest arsehole out of the lot of us. So that's probably why. <laughs> I'm trying to like think of like who I would be, but I say some of the most stupid shit. I'm probably a cat. Like, <laughs> you probably a cat. It's that weird thing though. You know, everyone always just goes like, "Oh, I'd be this person," or "Oh, I'm just like this," and they're basically always wrong. Like you know, the, the <laughs> Sex and the City thing, where it's like, "Well, I'm a Samantha," and it's like, "No, you're the guy in the background doing nothing." You know. It's, <laughs> Which is wow. harsh, but you know, a lot of the time when someone says something, you're just like, going, mm. Mm. <laughs> you wouldn't nickname so the I... main cast, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, you're an NPC, if ever. <laughs> um, no, I, I would happily be a scutter, I think. <laughs> if I was wow. in Red Dwarf, How I'd just cool be a random the scutters scutter. Are. Yes, but um, so yes, uh, before we start getting all nerded out in the dwarf, um, I just want to say a big thank you for. From for the chat as well, we've been chuckling away before we went live. So, <laughs> everyone's saying everything's dead, and Sam's one, Why is everyone dead? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I says, What is everyone talking about? Like, what are they going on about? And then he's like, It's a red dwarf quote, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, of course it is. That's <laughs> <Best> episode. <laughs> I've just made but myself yes. joke. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> And you don't even have yeah. to pay for that, guys. But yes. Um, Hello, everyone in chat. There's loads oh. of them. There's, there's Beth. There's Christopher. There's, oh, there's that Goodwill bloke. Oh, yeah. you know. Oh, I know him I from like, something. I feel like you really... know him. No, I'm I'm, I'm somewhere. Maybe, oh, I could be mistaken, yeah. <laughs> oh, Nirvana Comics one. Uh, I think, uh, are you new to the chat? I don't think I've seen you before. Are you safe? <laughs> are you okay? Are you, okay? you meant to be here? <laughs> Once if Goodwill's touching you in the right places, but yes, I I love what Nerdvan is saying. This Meg is something else. It isn't just kitchen appliances. Because I always just like you know this thing where you get these really expensive Smeg fridges, and then you just giggle to yourself, and you're like, you paid a lot of money for something that effectively says fuck or something. (laughs) To be fair though, when I did see the Smeg fridge, I did actually want one because of the Red Dwarf reference. Oh, that was the only reason I wanted. You just you just want one so you can get the little uh, magnetic letters and put head afterwards. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! Right. Okay. So my mum and dad have a Smeg fridge and it is red. Right. And <laughs> they did offer it to me recently because they're doing their kitchen out, and I said, "Oh no, it's like I've got no room for it. The freezer size is like tiny. I am regretting that decision right now because oh. that would have been amazing." <laughs> Like Could have just right done, you, done the podcast in front of your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better than the mess that's right behind us now. So absolutely. And um, yes. before we go, before we get into the boys from the dwarf, I need to ask the biggest question. And I feel so out of place because I didn't get to ask it yesterday. Oh, how are you doing? What you've been watching? 
Well, guys, what have you been watching? How are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> no, no, Graham is the nothing. hardest man, working man in show business. So nothing. I, all that like, it's so bad. Like I've, I've, I, I was telling you before we started about like how everyone's like, oh, bank holiday weekend. Oh, can't wait to go out and do all this exciting stuff. And I'm like, I can't wait to do nothing. I've got yeah. so many films to catch up on because I still haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. And my mates are like, you will absolutely love it. You will absolutely love Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis's character and stuff. And what is it? Uh, the the 4K version of The Last Emperor has just come out. And that has like a sort of four hour version of it that I really want to watch. And wow, that's a commitment. All I haven't started The Mandalorian yet. Like literally the only thing that I've watched over the past six weeks that isn't bloody drag idol footage <laughs> is all myself, which is even worse, uh, is Picard, like Star Trek Picard. Uh and, and we know how much you've been enjoying Star that. Trekking. <laughs> we've been doing that on the lovely Star Trekking Nerdy Up North podcast with the delightful Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, so it's the anticipation for what I'm going to watch that I'm excited about. Definitely. And um, what have you been watching, Sammy? Oh my God, what have I not been watching? So <laughs> we're back. We're back on the um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So we're mm-hmm. on season two of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and Anne's taking it. Like usually, we can I can just put something on in the background. And just leave it. He's like making us stop, right. so to know where he's at. Um, I'm also I started at Midnight Club. Right. Okay. I've got two episodes of that left to watch. Um, but I'm because is it I'm any good? What... Is, is that a Tokyo Vampire thing? No, it's um, it's Mike Flanagan, um, hmm. the guy behind Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Blythe Manor. It's very it's. It's. I want to say it's child friendly, but it's really not because there's a lot of fucking swearing in it. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting attached to these people who I know there's no future for because there's no second series. Yeah, it's been cancelled. Um, That's why been... I haven't started. I yeah, because it's mm. it's because Mike's got a, a Mike because I know him. Um, <laughs> oh, Mike, he's, got, yet. <laughs> no, he, he's getting. He's now got his contract with Amazon. Mm-hmm. So his contract with Netflix is gone. So he's moved to Amazon. So he, he they're not renewing it for a second season, which is such a shame because there's so much potential behind it. Um, mm-hmm. So I started that, and I also started the Cabinet of Curiosity. Yeah. All right. Yes. Oh my god! If you've listened to the podcast, you know I love anthology horror. So this was right up my alley, and we've watched three episodes so far. The second one. I wasn't. We we weren't. Which too was the second one again? Um, the rats. Oh, I love the rat. Oh, the rat I, I really liked it. Admittedly, it was yeah. very. It, I love the anti. Well, actually, the first two have a very anti-hero character mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, the but the rat mama. I was. <laughs> I, I was have to say much... though, I'm going to spoil it for you, Sammy. It's one of these series where basically I was like, "Oh my god, this is absolutely amazing!" For the first four episodes, mm-hmm. and then it goes crap. Like they literally put all of the dodgy stuff at the end. Because it has oh, an episode. Well, I've like got that to look forward to. <laughs> it's got like a, it's got an episode. What is it? Like 60s, 70s thing. And I'm just like, this is the slowest thing I think I've yeah. ever watched. Is that the one with and Andrew Lincoln in? Pardon? Episode with, was that the episode with Andrew Lincoln in? I think at the last episode. Oh, I was looking uh, forward to Andrew Lincoln's. I don't oh, know. I don't know. One of the it's most the, boring the, things the I've ever seen. Basically, the guys go to the rich guy's house and mm-hmm. then they just all take drugs. And I was just like, How was that <gasps> This is yes. very difficult. 
Like, yeah. it, I find that a real chore to watch. And then it's got like a, it's a bit odd because it's got an adaptation of the Dreams in Witch House by Lovecraft that is a really good story, but it's one of those ones where no one ever adapts it properly, so it veers massively off the oh, actual text. Right. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's a good thing, but it just mm-hmm. goes a bit like, this is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, we the last one we watched was, was with F. Murray Abraham and the autopsy. Holy shit, that fucking so episode good. was amazing. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, F. Mary Abraham, I have to stop and say his name because I'll never say it properly. It's like M. Night Shamalamanam. Uh, well, he's M. Night Shamalama ding dong in our house. <laughs> um, wow, we're tender there. Hashtag not racist. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. It's all right. What's just take the piss out of you? Don't worry. Um, I've said worse things. It's, it's, no, it's just whenever I think about it, I think of uh, Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. So, yeah. <laughs> Timothy Shamalama Ding Yeah. Aww. So, that's where it comes from. Um, but no, with F. F. Mary Abraham, it was just absolutely fantastic. I am so enjoying him at the moment. Right. Um, he was in Mythic Quest. And he plays this eccentric writer of a game. And mm-hmm. he's just, oh, he's so brilliant. Um, and he was absolutely superb in this episode. I didn't want it to end. No. I, like, I, I just I, think, I just want to stay here. Yeah, I think the problem, not not the problem I had with the show, it has very a lot of highs and there's a lot mm-hmm. of lows. There's no middle of the road. So right. there's there's episodes where you think, this is amazing. I can't watch the next wait, watch the next episode. Then you watch the next episode and goes, why did you follow this with that? <laughs> yeah. There's no real flow to it, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think, yeah. It's odd, though. I kind of I like seeing them in as kind of uh, vignettes where it's the idea of like just going, you could take one of these episodes and build a universe out of it, like build another show of it. And I think that's a great little you know, anthology thing mm-hmm. that you could like, you could happily do a whole series like set in that kind of timeline or world where the rats episode happens or even the mm-hmm. first one, like what are the consequences of the first episode and stuff? And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, I just think it was brilliantly done. And I like him for some reason, yeah. Del Toro is oh. really watchable where he just comes out and he's like, Isn't here's he? my weird little box thing. Here's today's episode. And You're the, like, the first thing why Anth does this when... need to happen? But I'm happy it does. <laughs> the first thing Anne said when he saw him was, how blind is he? Because <laughs> his glasses are so magnified that he was like, my God, is he that blind? The horrors he's seen, Sammy. The horrors. <laughs> he, but he is such, a, honestly, I could sit and listen to him talk for hours. I love his accent. I just love him as a person. Um, but what we also watched was Megan. Yes, the dancing I, robot. I fucking loved it. I didn't see it as a horror film. I saw it more as a sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still had some, obviously, some horror elements in there. I want a Megan doll, very much so. Um, <laughs> for some reason, that doll does not creep me could out. Will, could will sort you out, didn't worry. He knows he's got a guy. Oh, has he got a guy? Ooh. He's got a guy. <laughs> um, oh, I see. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen one of Beth's comments and you, you got us there, Beth. I'm going to admit you got us there. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Harry loves a good yes. ding dong. Bye. Oh, God. <laughs> Bless her. She tries to make me laugh. She's done it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Megan really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Thought, it was, thought it was good crack. Thought it was good fun. Cool. That's Very what I, good. That's what I, I say. I say, I watched a lot. <laughs> 
Um, so since Nick's got back, um, I'm, I'm sorry if anyone watched the Friday night episode. We're talking, we're in the middle of a conversation. I realized my wife had just came back from Australia, so that episode got caught cut pretty sure quick. <laughs> so it was like, that's Hi. fine. I would have done exactly the same. I'd be like, right, ta ta. Bye. <laughs> it's time to go, guys. But yes, um, I've I've watched a lot over a short space of time. Like I said, I've been uh, caught up with the Mandalorian. Not to give any spoilers for Graham, but. I am absolutely loving this episode. A lot of people mm. are giving it shit. There's some weird characters in it, but I've had there's been great like dogfight like between starships. Um, there's mm. been battle scenes. Like I say, it's given us everything I want out of Star Wars. So I'm quite happy with the Mandalorian so far. Um, probably the weird thing I've been watching this week. We finally caught up with Great British Menu. I am obsessed with that show and some of the like and the the, the theme this year was animation. Um. Bit with it being Paddington Bear's 60th or 70th birthday or something like that. So He's happy birthday, out. Paddington. Uh, <laughs> He's looking good for it, though. He's looking yes. good yeah. for it. It must be all the marmalade sandwiches, I tell you. Oh, um, that be it. Saying that. And what if Paddington the... gets diabetes? Is that the next, like, that's, horrendous that's, life? Well, they've just announced that. Paddington 3, so maybe they get him on a, <laughs> uh, that's, a that's the diet. plot line. He's got diabetes. <laughs> That's how it's going with that. But yes. It's going to be, uh, be like a steel magnolias, but with yeah, Paddington oh, Bear. Yeah, that is fucking full on like fried green tomatoes or steel magnolias with like, um, with, with Paddington Bear. Oh my God. Oh. Come on, just make this happen. I'm just having like the like, Muppet special thing. now, having like Herbert uh, oh. and Piggy standing over and Paddington. It's, got, it's all going to be okay. Let's <laughs> 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 just replace your stuff in here. <laughs> Oh, this is taking but, a dark turn. Um... I have to say though, I'm really looking forward to Paddington Three because it's just like if you, if anyone in the chat or anyone watching this hasn't watched Paddington One and Two, do it now. They are probably my favorite British films. They yes. are ludicrously Aww. good. They are, you know, this thing where you're just like this is actually comedy perfection. Like it's so fucking funny. Like and the villains, the fir- the the villain has Nicole Kidman in the first one. Yes. And the second one has Hugh Grant and he's absolutely hilarious. I I'm wondering who the villain in the third one's going to be because it, oh. it's like I'm trying to work out like with them the doing the villains well. But I think it's going to be set in Peru this time I think. I think that's what the rumors is it's supposed to be the yeah. third one's going to be set in Peru. Um but can like it's a great that you mentioned uh, Hugh Grant because can we just say what a, like a turn he's had recently like the things he's mm. been in like like when he was in the Gentleman he was unmistakable um, and that one where he was unrecognizable in the Gentleman and he was, was quite so sinister harsh. in that American show where he was like um, like I've done an American accent as well but oh, I can't remember I the show name now I know what you mean I saw I didn't watch it but I saw it on Gogglebox so technically I did watch it mm-hmm. um, but yeah. It, it, the gentleman though that that blew me away because that is just not him. I just feel like he's making just good choices. He's doing a Nicolas Cage and he's making really good yeah. choices. I, I think but, it's definitely it. Hey, pounding metal, nineteen ninety four in the chat. <laughs> yes. Oh, hi. We're getting some new names tonight, and so oh my yeah. god, lots of red wolf fans. <laughs> yes, but um, I did watch as well two movies mm-hmm. over the weekend. I'll tell oh, talk yes. about the first one because it was the most batshit crazy piece of shit I've ever seen. Oh, um okay. in a good way. Cocaine Bear. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> a good. I've not I seen can be wholesome, no, Joe Border. It, 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 it wasn't good. <laughs> it was just entertaining. That's the weird thing. There was nothing good about it. The CGI was terrible, but like the death scenes were absolutely hilarious. But seeing 
a bear going apeshit over co- cocaine and taking it to the to a, a, baby, a baby cubs as well it was just like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Um, I but, I stopped someone in their tracks yesterday when they asked us if I'd watch cocaine bear, and I went, "Yeah, I like to see a good bear on crack," and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, and I finally got round to watching it. Scream Six, Yay! and I was so pleasantly surprised with how well it was done until the Scooby Doo ending. That oh, was see- the only bad thing about it. Like I know the unmasking is in part and part, yeah. But it, I love the new way they took the kills. I love like the <gasps> beginning how Rachel. how different the beginning was. I just thought like they took it to places where Scream Five should have went. Yeah, but then we had like the overacting and like trying to outdo Stu. But I did get the reference in it as well, where they were like saying, is Stu still alive? Stu dead? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So Scream mm-hmm. 7, but uh, uh, Stu's Nobody coming knows. back. Nobody knows. <laughs> I, I have been seeing it since Scream 5. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. I just didn't say which one he was coming back in. He's coming back, though. <laughs> Hedging um, your bets there. Yeah, well, he, was back in, he was in 5, just as a, a hidden cameo. Was he in a cameo again? Not in this one, no, not in the six. Oh, right. No. I got excited there. I, was like, oh. I no. went to see it on opening on the opening weekend by myself, and mm-hmm. I am that dumb. I didn't see the ending coming. <laughs> I am really not that good at this, by the way. And you know, <laughs> the worst part of it is I was on my own, and when the ending happened, I'm like in my chair going, Oh my. <laughs> And there's nobody there sitting next to us. Hey, what surprised me? You have me to just was... run outside, grab someone on the street, and just be like, ah! and they're just like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" Scream six. But um, no, it was it was surprising as well. I, you can tell when it's a good horror movie is because we've seen it like wow. on Saturday, and that's like what three, four weeks after it was released. Yes, yeah, so... and the pictures were still packed. That is so cool. So, um, cinemas, was, so go at the cinema, guys. Keep, keep well, cinemas alive. Keep them alive. <laughs> um, we well, when the opening bit, not it's not giving any spoilers away, but there was a poster on a wall, and it was last podcast on the left, um, <laughs> and I was like, what? And there's like, I was, I would, I text Anne. <laughs> I had nobody else to text. <laughs> I actually it was very liberating going to the cinema on my own but it was very disheartening when I had nobody to like ah, react to <laughs> I tell you what though if, if, if that's the reaction we need to get the nerdy up north poster in a movie somehow so that, that's the goal I now I would lose my fucking mind <laughs> if I saw like <laughs> yeah, a nerdy up north while, sticker on but hopefully it'll happen I think it'd be good <laughs> I would actually just stand up and go excuse me but come on <laughs> But here, here's a question for the both of you, though. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about what we've been watching lately. When was the last time either of you watched Red Dwarf? Because I've kind of found that it's so ingrained in me that I just remember all of this stuff. But then when you asked me to be on, I was like, I don't think I've watched it in, like, 15 <laughs> actual years. But um... then I still remember all of it. I still cherish it. But then it's like I haven't actually... I watched one episode like last year because I was doing a drag routine and I made it like Red Dwarf centric. So it had all of these quotes in it and stuff where it had loads of quotes from female Holly. It had loads of quotes from um, uh, Chikansky and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I was just like, oh God, but I still remember this. Like it was yesterday. But how about you guys? I watch it once a year. Really? Like the whole thing? Oh. 
the, well, up until the point where I can stand. I'm yeah, okay, right. yeah. Um, I've watched the first five seasons in the last three weeks. Whoa, Mum was getting himself prepared. <laughs> Just because, as Graham said, there was bits I could remember, but it was foggy because it's been a minute since I've seen Red Dwarf. Um, but we'll let Sammy get her disclaimer out the way first. Oh yeah, uh, oh, before yeah. we go, before I start delving into the depths of the dwarf. So yes, okay, the depths of the dwarf. That's like Snow White porn right there. <laughs> Right, that's no. the tagline. That should probably go after episode. the disclaimer. Right. That's that's the tagline for this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep in the dwarf. No wonder he's grumpy. Deep he? in the dwarf, there. I say we go. Right, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. Let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well said there. I feel like I should do Rimmer's salute after that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I don't know if anyone's noticed in the chat as well. Like I say, I'm very proud of it. I've got a little star bug flying across the top. (laughs) I thought it was so cool. (laughs) I've been playing around and I've got a little Mr. Mr. Fimble looking deadly at you as well. So just in case anyone asks themselves in the chat, you've been warned. You'll get vaporized. Very cross. Yes. <laughs> so, when did you use? Because, like, say, like, say, we've broken Sorry. Sam already. Sam's gone. It's the potato people. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just. So, so, so this is not going to go well this episode because we've just started talking about Red Dwarf and we're already pissing ourselves laughing. So oh, yes. God. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. We're trying to be professional here. Let's go. And I speak to the potato people. <laughs> I love it. It's like, and I'm the one that's mad. <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> I, I love the, the the setup and the the payoff of that joke where he's just like, <laughs> he just does it. And he's just like, hmm. Uh, what is it? What's it he says? I haven't seen this in fifteen years, but it's like he says it's like, um. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, that calls for two hours of W-O-O without oxygen. <laughs> that is your punishment. Like, okay, that's a harsh punishment, I think. But, well, can we, like, say, when, so when did you remember, I, I know it's going to go back and, like, trying to think of the stage, because I, I don't think I saw, as a kid, the first two seasons of Red Dwarf, I think. Mm. My memory starts is around season three. Because I remember we used to be on BBC Two. Yeah, it was yeah. always on BBC Two. But it was on like but a we... nine o'clock so and so. Like when I was younger, I wasn't allowed. B- bedtime was before nine o'clock, so I couldn't watch Ooh, it. You had so... strict parents. Yes. Um, I had a very sci-fi mum, so I've I've been watching this since I re- I can remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I... what season can you remember starting from though? Because oh, the first season was very so very because. Just trying to think of the year it started because what was it? Uh, nineteen was it nineteen eighty eight? I thought it was eighty six, but I could be wrong. I really I could be it wrong. Was straight up nineties, wasn't it? Like no, no. no. I think I think Wikipedia says nineteen eighty eight, so I'll go with that. Oh, wait, there we go. No, <laughs> no I, I don't know why eighty six came into my head, but I am. Um, 
<laughs> I generally can't remember where I picked it up from. I just remember it's it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Um it's been like like it's television just been herpes, such... isn't it? Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. It's just been like a complete state. Like I would I've re- had episodes re- like recorded on a VHS. Um mm-hmm. but I do remember, and I don't know if you guys can remember this, but they actually had a full-on, it was one bank holiday of a red dwarf weekend. Was it not on, on Dave? Because Dave's on, it used to be on constantly on Dave. No, it was on BBC all the time. That's because Dave had like five shows and they were like, we better stretch these out a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was a BBC two thing and they did like Ready Steady Kook. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah. they, they had all sorts that were just in, they were having like backstage interviews, like special, like they were collaborating episodes together. Like, oh, it was just, absolutely fantastic and i was glued the whole weekend to the telly mm-hmm. for that like my whole family was but i always remember that but then because nobody else can i feel like i'm making it up in my head but it really no i remember happen. it i i remember that happening and i didn't actually remember until you mentioned it there it's it's crazy that they did that though like mm-hmm. that it was such a sensation it was like you know it kind of felt like one of those like comic relief you know when comic relief yes. was good um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute it was a while, it's been ago. A while. It was a while ago <laughs> <laughs> you know but um no it was very much that like that was amazing that level of involvement and it was such mm-hmm. a sensation but i was the same as you paul though i i started at like season three and mm-hmm. i didn't get to see seasons one and two until we had them on vhs because they yes. released them where they had a vhs that had like the end and it had three episodes and it had another one that had the other three episodes of season one and i'm pretty sure yeah and that, that was it. And then we watched them on VHS, not on TV kind of thing. Mm. But And it's kind of weird doing it a bit backwards because I wonder if that influences it. Because I was going to ask you later who your favourite Holly was. Because yeah. obviously my favourite Holly is the female Holly because mm. that's I think that's who I experienced first. Yeah. And I think, that, I think they're probably funnier because like male Hollies, like, He's, he's so cleverer. Dry. Like it, it, it's dry, but it's the idea of like it's not as dumb as female Holly, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, female Holly is. It's like the downgrade. It's so badly with female Holly, but yeah, the male I mean, Holly is hilarious. Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, one of the lines I had to dig out for the drag thing was literally one of my favorite lines in anything ever, which is the just the throwaway bit at the beginning of an episode where it's just like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know. Red alert, red alert. This, you know, this is not a drill. This is a drill. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it is a drill. Noise. I it's like, oh, that. oh, bugger. Now the sirens bust. Oh, we'll get, we'll get. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, all hands on deck. <laughs> you know, just the idea of like the siren being broken or something just oh, in the middle ooga, of it. Oh, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. But it, it was like, that was the level of stupidity that female mm. Holly did. Whereas, like, you know, like we'd have with male Holly, it was very much. Oh, everyone's dead, Dave. Where it was very sort of dry, condescending, sort of clever, patronizing type of... thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like we're starting at season three because they already had the established rules and the established like members of the crew. Because in season three, uh, Crichton was suddenly a mainstay because mm-hmm. I think he was introduced in season two. If I remember, you said right. If I remember right, it was the end of season two, and it's not the Crichton that we know as Robert Llewellyn. Yeah. It's no. someone completely different, and he's the way that he looks is different. And mm-hmm. it's where it's the it's the morphous blob thing mm-hmm. that um, 
Oh, because uh, he does Camille. the whole gone the, Camille. That's it. And yeah. he does. Does he do the whole? Is it Gone with the Wind at the end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then he does um it's there's loads of movie references in that because he does the swivel on a punk <laughs> as he rides off into the distance on his motorbike looking like James Dean. <laughs> but the thing is all because so surreal. I when I watch it back now, or when I watched it back like like the first season and second season when I finally got round to watching them, because I think it was the same as you, Graham, because it wasn't like where we had repeats or uh, like Sky, now we could record or download like streaming. You had to either wait for it to be next on or mm-hmm. um, like buy the VHS or hope one of your friends actually recorded it. But when yeah. I went back and watched the first two seasons, like it's amazing to see like the character development. I know Lister doesn't really change much from no. the first season until the last season. Yeah. But like the development of the cat, the cat at the start is one of the most hilarious characters I've never seen when he's just walking around the ship going, wow, what are you doing? Yeah, they're away spraying everything because he just yeah. like he owns everything. <laughs> this, is, this is mine. But that's the way he spoke as well, because it was all like broken English because he's never really been around like humans or like, yeah. like that that type of thing. So it was kind of like <laughs> just like everything he said was said in phrases rather than um of sentences and he was like 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 an actual cat where yeah. his attention span only lasted for a few seconds and it was like off doing something else like mm. i absolutely adored like say the the character of the cat and the things i know later on we got like other characters like Dwayne dibley and stuff with the cat and like, different personalities but i wish they kept that cat a little bit longer as well because yeah I, that element just just absolutely blew me away when i first watched it how funny he was well, the I, more I think it's that weird ev- evolution of the characters where basically yeah. the characters fall into roles. Like, you know, the idea of when they actually have an impotence, because obviously season one and two are literally like, here's the situation. You are the only man left alive in the galaxy, <laughs> you know, and there there wasn't really a sort of overarching plot. It was just episode after episode, like, you know, mm-hmm. and then obviously in season three, isn't it? Red Dwarf gets nicked. Or so you know, isn't it? Is it three or four? Or four, some, four, is it four, four? Was a fourth episode? Yeah. Oh, is that and then we have it where like Rimmer becomes the navigator, Crichton becomes whatever Crichton does, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cat becomes the pilot, you know, yeah. and and they all kind of fall into these roles, and Cat very much gets domesticated. No, well, mm-hmm. but kind of becomes a lot more kind of serious because mm-hmm. they have an actual thing to do. But I guess that's maybe just because. They've experienced more rather than living in the vents or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I think it's it's a it's a brilliant way of, of showing evolution to the character because he's mm-hmm. he is the way he is because he's been on his own for how many how many years and with Rimmer you've mm-hmm. got to think <laughs> Rimmer would have would, potentially could have been there, um, and then he gets to meet Dave, and he and he gets like that side of his personality from Dave. But I was laughing earlier and someone's just said it in the chat because the first thing that came to my head when you mentioned first season of The Cat was Cloister the Stupid. <laughs> I'm Cloister. I'm Cloister the Stupid. <laughs> but the whole... And I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but the whole premise, because that was the thing, because you thought the cat was by himself as well. But he had yeah. like a... Like a... A reverend there that was like yeah that was dying <laughs> that was like the most bizarre thing when when Lister goes to find him and he's like down in uh like in one of the like 
uh, air ducts in the crater home, and you find out there was the, the war of the cats, the ones that believed in Cloyston, the ones that didn't, <laughs> and they went off uh, in their own worlds. One got hit by a meteorite, and the other one got hit by another meteorite because they didn't know how to navigate, apparently, uh, <laughs> and they were just left behind. And it was like, I've, I've burnt my hat. And then puts his hat back on. The poster was just like, um, "That's me. I am the I am the hero." But um, it's just so bizarre. Like, say the premise of it. Like, I think it I is think quintessential the wonderful thing British. Is so that, I the think, universe. That's what I think the universe that they created is really strange because it's like you know, you know how with everything nowadays you end up with like a role-playing game or something it seems to be everything like it's like warhammer fantasy has a role-playing game um like sort of you know magic the gathering there's probably going to be a role-playing game for that or like buffy there's a role-playing game for that you know it's all of these things and then it's like and it says something about the universe that you can kind of do that with it and red dwarf's very much something where you're like whoa we have all of these different races they encounter like is it the gelflings is it gelf Oh, yes. I, I can't remember the are they, name. But... Are they called Gelf? Sorry, correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. But, you know, <laughs> but like, the, you know, they have all these different races. They have things like the Polymorph. They have things like Legion and stuff. Oh, like Legion. Was, Legion. Oh, that's what I've just watched. That was the most bizarre thing I've seen yeah. in a long time. Where, but like, but but like all of these different aspects of this universe, and like things like you know, like like the backwards universe and stuff, you could happily you forget how much world building there is over mm -hmm. this stupid comedy show because, yeah. like, I think that the the appeal of Red Dwarf is that it's never about the scenario as much as it's about the characters being there like you know yeah. like the idea of like there's never so dead things backwards but the comedy still comes from Rimmer being Rimmer Pat mm. being Cat you know yeah. Crichton being Crichton uh and I think there's something wonderful about that and I think a lot of shows nowadays are based upon oh but here's the situation and the situation yeah. is what the episode is about whereas it's just like just put Rimmer in a fucking supermarket and there we go. It would still could, somehow you, be hilarious. But you can put all four of them just in one room which has happened yeah. there's a full episode where there's just Lister and Rimmer in a in a storage room it's the um it's with the, the with the mahogany one. guitar and the uh it's the yeah. Richard the Fourth speech it's now, so perfect that episode something 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 <laughs> yeah. I but love that's a, that fucking line Gelf that's it Gelf but the thing with Gelf. <laughs> like say the the premise of like say the the show why it works so much it it didn't try and break them all that didn't try and change it it was a very simple premise two complete opposites stuck by themselves to annoy each other the way it was very much mm -hmm. like say the walter matthew and um like say the, the, uh, the grumpy old men type thing yeah uh, mm -hmm. two of these complete polar opposites of people and personalities and see them bounce off each other but to be fair i think where red dwarf got it right but more than most people will ever ever do is the casting? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. absolutely. I, it, I don't think anyone else could have played the parts or the characters as well. And as we found out later on in the show, when Chris Barry for other commitments left to do other things, how much the show missed him and missed yes. that, that element. Um, yes, it did. Not saying the not saying when Kinchowski came in, it was bad. It wasn't. Yes, it was bad. Well, to be fair, the problem was though, I felt really sorry for her because I really like Kachansky. I really mm. like that actress. I think she worked well, but the show was just awful. Like it was that that you know that thing of just going like, and I don't think it was her, 
I think no. it was just literally the idea of couldn't we have had the show with the four of them and Kachansky as well? And I think that would have been great. But then because it was like, oh, she's there at the expense of someone else and the synergy yeah. kind of broke, it was a bit like, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm laughing my tits off at the chat. Like, it's, yeah, I <laughs> thank you for explaining the, that it's girl the Osmond family. family. More teeth than the Osmond me. family. That got me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, thought, I did. Yeah. I do agree with the whole Kachansky thing if they had the four of them and her. But I really, I think my, not hatred, it's, I definitely don't want to hate it, but my disliking for that series is the fact that it's not Kachansky. Clegg yeah. Rogan was Kachansky and that's how I was like, oh, we're going to Kachansky. No, no, that's not her. No, yeah. where, where's, where's Clegg Rogan? Um, but didn't they explain it? That was Kachansky from an alternative universe type thing as well. Oh, so. my, that's what they can do in space, can't they? Multiverse. <laughs> Multiverse, bitch. <laughs> then pull that fucking card out. But yeah. Um, yes, sorry. No, that's, that's fine. And I, I love, as you said, the early dwarf, just because they had a shit budget and the, the stuff they used to do mm. with the shit budget as well, because some of the monsters look rotten, to be honest. Some of them were oh. just... Piles of claws just mashed up together and yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but this is the thing though. It's like that's what's good. Like I think there's a horrible trend nowadays to go everything needs to look amazing. And obviously <laughs> I'm boring because I'm I'm a retro gamer. So when I'm streaming games on Twitch and stuff, I'm just like, I don't care what it looks like. I'll play on the lowest settings available because I'm here to play the game. And, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. And it's so scary seeing stuff nowadays where people are thinking about graphics and visuals first and then being like, oh, and we'll work out the plot later. Like, yeah. I, I think Red Dwarf got so much worse when they lost... A, mm-hmm. you, you know what it's like when you get... I'm starting a lot of threads here. But you know what it's like when you get something <laughs> and you realize and you go, oh, maybe the people making this don't realize why it works. Yes. And we kind of expected them to. But mm-hmm. like when they sort of did CGI Starbug and you're like, no, it's fun that it's shitty little models. You know, that you can blatantly tell that it's like little models and like little mm-hmm. sort of firecracker yeah. explosions and stuff. Or like, you know, it's it's like as soon as you make it CG, it stops being funny. It, yeah. it stops being... You- as soon as you can tell that the door's not being moved by someone pulling it, or <laughs> that's, you know, I, that's like... exactly what I was going to say. There's 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 parts in that room of their like of their little quarters where mm. you think if they just if they touch that wall, that wall's going over. Yeah, yeah. But... There's like moments on the ship where you're like, that's gonna fall. That is definitely gonna <laughs> fall over. Like it's, but that was the charm of it and the beauty of it because it was, it it was it, it's almost B movie. But that's the thing. I think and that's I when the Americans that. got involved with it as well, because this was one of the ones that like shows that catapulted over into American. Like, it was, yeah. like normally Americans don't get the British humor as much, or t- wait ten years till it came out, then said, "Oh yeah, we'll get it now." But th- and they wanted it. I think HBO had something to do with it as well, was it? Or and they oh. basically put the American money into it, um, and that's where the CGI came in with the better effects, uh, the better set designs and stuff like that, and the better costumes. But oh. it, that's it. Again, but it's like, but the idea is, it's like that's not what we want. Like no. you know, we. Yeah. I, I would happily like them to have a million pound budget and do it purely to get like something dumb like something yeah. really like or at least like you know if, if you gave red 
Red Dwarf, if you went like, hey, here's a million pounds to make a Red Dwarf episode, I would keep all of the costumes shit as possible. I'd have all of the things as just like, you know, plastic <laughs> models getting smashed about and stuff. Oh. But I would redo. Oh, I've got. I would redo the wax. Oh, are you okay? Can you hear me? Can you? Sammy, can you hear me? Have we lost to Sammy? Hello? He's gone deaf. She's. <laughs> it's all right. She's she'll, a... she'll find us back soon, I hope. Samantha, can you Samantha, hear me? Can Samantha? you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. Okay, well, <laughs> no, but, but I, would, I, would, I would literally do the Wax World episode, but just with like a thousand extras, like make it the oh. most ludicrous thing in the entire world where you literally just have every historical figure yeah. ever and you're like, yes. that's where the budget went. And they're that literally episode. dressed in like Amazon. Like you know, costume because that is one of my like you know the the inside out where you have the um key memories or something is it key mm-hmm. memories yeah that the core memories um it's the the Gandhi on a landmine that is one of my favorite things <laughs> oh, in the entire world it's just not, me just it's... like <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's just fucking mine, hell. mine is from there too but it's not it's when Dave's describing. The, he's from the he's in the the jail and he's describing the cats what's going on and it's <laughs> yeah. and he's talking and Winnie the Pooh's coming out he's <laughs> just shot him dead <laughs> we don't need to see Winnie the Pooh get shot um, me I do that would be hilarious but that was just, when we saw all of it that that, yeah. that is where I would throw the budget like it wouldn't yeah. be souped up costumes it wouldn't be special effects it would be <laughs> shitty BBC prop department <laughs> things. But for a thousand people, no, I, I, I get that. Like I said, that was one of my favorite episodes as well. Like, isn't the kid watching it now and it still holds up well? But the balls that they went at with that one as well, like having Hitler in straight away, as <laughs> when they're coming in, it's like, what surprise, the surprise, it's Hitler and Goering. Oh, you, you, look at a fat <laughs> bastard. But <laughs> yeah, that's it. Joe Board is just like, he's refused the blindfold. <laughs> when he the <laughs> the way he describes it, his delivery of that whole scene, how he didn't do it, cracking up. There's like, there's no crack lines there. He just says it's so deadpan. Like, yeah, Winnie the Pooh's just about to be shot. <laughs> there must well, have think... been so many outtakes. Like, you know, oh. you know, on the on the VHS and stuff, where it always had like the actual extras. Like, it was one mm-hmm. of the the few VHS I think that actually had like outtakes back in the day. Because obviously DVDs, we kind of got used to having extras, whereas Red Dwarf, they kind of went, oh, actually, here's an extra tape of, you know, outtakes. And you just go, and this isn't even half of them. Like, you know, it's like an yeah. hour of outtakes. And you're like, no, there, there would have been a lot more of these. Absolutely. Oh, you could tell they were, they were just having pure fun and joy, like, like say, <laughs> on the, this show. Like, just how much, like, I would have loved to have, like, if I was ever going to work in, like, on a show, this would have been it type thing. Just think. any. Is anyone else having just flashbacks come in their head and just laughing about them? No, no <laughs> that's, that's what I've got. Right like, now. As, as soon as he mentioned he refused the blindfold, I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> the entire scene just going in my head like vividly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. It's like... And the, to, obviously, like, Gandhi, Gandhi is one of my favourite visual things ever. Because oh. he's got a machine gun. It's Gandhi <laughs> it's the way with he a just, machine gun. It's the way he Stepping on a landmine. Up. It's absolutely hilarious. That episode is just genius, but the one that really, <laughs> I really fucking love is the Western. Mm. Which but one? The, the, they, what, it's the few... one where Craig, it's, a, it's the one with the um, 
the virus and they've mm-hmm. got to get it with the dove. Oh, yeah. Um I do that because the doves, the dove, um, <laughs> the dove anti anti do it, um, and it that one won an award. Yeah, and I can't oh. remember what award it was, but it won an award. I, I always think it was an Emmy that won. Dad, I think it actually it like, won an Emmy. I think was it an Emmy? I was. I, I always so. say to me, Dad, award winning episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, going back to the episode that Graham was talking about as well, because that was the first episode. Because you always think Rimmer's a dick. Rimmer you always dick. think he's a bell end. That, that's <laughs> the thing. But that's where you realise that Rimmer's not just a dick. He's an evil, nasty bastard as well. When <laughs> yes. um, when he's going to, like, see, he's wanted to put, like, as, as he's talked about in the early episodes as well, um, that his hero is Napoleon. So he wanted to be <laughs> like a general. He wanted to play the war game. And... When Lister like tells him what's happened and and he's saying, well, it's going to be peace above, above our time now, and he's going, well, nobody survived. He's going, yeah, but there's nobody wars. There's nobody going to bask in the glory. He's going, well, isn't that what war's about? And I know we had a little discussion before we went live as well because I when I've watched it back now, there's a, I didn't realise probably at the time because I probably didn't get the humour or the comments. Mm. Because at the time it was set, there's it. I was surprised at how finger on the pulse for like political commentary and actually religious jokes was, because it's very mm-hmm. anti-religion. Like, see, a lot of the comment jokes have like fired out about religion and and stuff. Where it's been set in space, and like, say, it's gone for so long. Like, like as you said, with Cloister the Great, mm-hmm. like, say, like stupid. being the being that element, um. The Matrix episode, and where do I call it the Matrix? Because it was basically Red Dwarf did the Matrix before the Matrix, where the, the squid yeah. basically uh, the despair squid squirts with the reality back to the reality. Yeah, so when yeah. they wake up and they've said, Oh, you've been playing four years, I think. And oh, like, yeah, Timothy uh, Spall's there, isn't he? Was so clever. You know, I, I remember back in the day because this is the weird thing when I saw this, I must have been about eight or something, like you know, watching yeah. it on TV and then just being like, I don't get half of this. Like, I actually oh, remember, yeah. you know, in the, you know, in the, um, oh, what the, I don't, I forgot what the episode, oh, uh, Demons and Angels, where the ship splits. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember in that, like, uh, where, and it's got like sort of like evil Rimmer, and he's literally just a transvestite. You know? <laughs> but I, I remember, like, I, I, when I watched it, like, as an adult, I watched it, and he says, like, sort of like, you know, it's like, I'm going to whip you within an inch of your life, and then. I'm going to have you, you know. And I did not know what that meant as a child. And then I watch it again as an adult, and I'm like, "Oh, this is even worse." You know. Like... But, it a... but you, but that was the perfect thing. It was like kind of like The Simpsons, where there's like little jokes for adults, and then yeah. loads of puerile humor that a child mm. will laugh at. And it was very much the same in that episode, like mm-hmm. Paul, where you just didn't get a lot of it as a kid, but then. No. Oh God, no! Oh, it's like, no. Well, yeah, like, but when he's from I, back I, then, I, you don't, you didn't. When I'm watching it now, I'm like, it's opening my eyes up to a, a lot more stuff and context I didn't even realize it was about. Like, um, when they're coming out of the like, and they're trying to find out who they were and stuff like that, mm. and it's basically you find out List is part of the like the fascist party. So <laughs> yeah. like, say that's what it says. It's got a poster saying "pro fascism," and it's like, um, like. And it, like, it's got a guy coming out uh, saying, oh, someone stole uh, one of the freedom apples from us. And it's get, uh, call, he's not calling them people as well. He's got hello voters. So it's very like uh, very much anti-Tory and stuff like that. It's like, wow, it, it, it went there. Because like 
back in the day with the BBC comedy as well, because I know the BBC has to be impartial bullshit. But a lot of the like the comedians and stuff were very working class or mm. come from working class backgrounds. So a lot of the humour and stuff were very much like on the point of what was going on at the time, like say with Thatcherism and and all that type of thing. Yes. Um, but I never, as Graham said, I didn't notice any of this when I was watching it as a kid. I was just saying, this is just a stupid space mm. comedy. But yeah. a lot of the references or comment, commentary is very political, which I totally didn't get. But now it's like, wow, we had balls back then to, yeah. to do this, especially on the BBC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the idea of like, I think it's the same as it, because the thing is, everything is politics. And, mm-hmm. you know, I say this a lot in my drag performances and whatnot, but it's the idea of like, if you feel like you can get through life without politics, it means that you are the majority. It basically mm-hmm. means that you are just not affected yet by politics. Yeah. So as soon as you just be like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter to me what party gets uh, elected, then you're like, cool, you are in a position of privilege, if that's the case. <laughs> because a lot of people will be like, I don't want this to happen because I will be fucked if these people get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, the the idea of uh, realising the last time I watched it, like, that... Rimmer is this perfect analogy of like the working class Tory, like mm-hmm. where oh, he's yes. this person who is very much like he's got a Napoleon complex. He thinks he's amazing. He's like, you know, he's he's got this expectation of himself and whatnot, and he thinks he's amazing, and yet he doesn't pass the he's never fucking passed the officer's exam. Uh, he's a fucking soup repairman before he dies, mm-hmm. and then it's this idea, and then obviously what happens in Waxworld and stuff where it's like. And it's that idea of all these people, like in the in the previous elections and stuff, where you get all these people be like, "Oh, but if they add, if they add like you know more tax and stuff, and if they tax the rich, then I'm going to be affected." And it's like, how many million do you earn? Like yeah. you know, oh, oh, you earn like sort of thirty grand a year. That's nothing, you know. Like you are not even near a bracket, you know. But then they'd still vote that way because that American system of oh, everyone's just you know embarrassed millionaires. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Rimmer thought that he could get from being a soup repair, you know, like a soup yeah, re- with machine a... repairman to being what he expects himself to be. But, and you're like... But he can't <laughs> do it, though, because every time he's been given an opportunity to, to do right by himself, he fucks it up. In, yeah. the, in the reality out of, out one... Out of pure selfish yeah, like humanity. Yeah, he always <laughs> manages to fuck it up. But I love the fact that he still references his, and I'm going to hopefully say this right, his BSc and CSC. See his bronze swimming certificate and silver swimming certificate. And he can't even swim. (laughs) Love the fact that that is on (laughs) when he when he's when he's doing his whole regiment thing. It's when he he's sitting at um important dinner table and he mentions these fucking these tag things and um Dave has to like point out what they actually are. But yeah, he's never been able to give himself the life that he so desperately sees himself having. Mm-hmm. He's always managed to fuck it up. He did it in the um is it the reality the reality one? The, the, where is the, the best of life or something? Oh yeah, no, oh, yes, where well, couldn't where well, everyone else was saying, it, but my... what's it called? Um better than life, isn't it? Better yeah. than life. And he manages to he manages to get everything he wants. So he's like he's you know prestige in the army and gets the girl, gets the money, gets the house. 
and then manages to fuck it up by having 17 kids <laughs> having like multiple children not paying his taxes and um, getting caught by inland revenue to then being dumped in the the on the beach with jam on his face being in, eaten by ants like that's how he gets himself like he is the fucking worst but he is still my favorite fucking character but, but this is the thing though he is he is a kind of sympathetic character because it's like Massively. this idea like i say he's a working class tory he is this you know like horrible piece of shit but you feel sorry for him because it's like he has all this potential. He could be a better person and he just isn't. Like, mm-hmm. And the whole thing about Better Than Life is it's a video game that's there mm-hmm. to do what you want it to do. And yep. it kind of, and I think the fact that it all goes south for him basically tells you that he's self-destructive. It's mm-hmm. like the, the, the video game basically goes, oh, this is what you want, is it? Like you actually yeah. want <laughs> to, you know, like... And and you wonder if maybe it goes that way because he wants to feel like a victim. Like, he wants to go, <laughs> hey, you could have anything you want. Oh, but you still fuck it up because you need a reason not to succeed because you need someone to blame or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's that horrible thing where it's like, you know, and I know people like that. Like, I know people in real life who are like, you know, they'll get an opportunity and then they'll just throw it out the window or they will be like, oh, I've got a job. Well, I'm going to take it easy. And then you're like, now you've lost the job. Oh, right. Okay. To be fair, that that is me. (laughs) To be fair, 40 years of my life have been a mediocre. So that's your Same here. (laughs) Pretty much the same. But um, but the, the, the thing is with Rimmer is that he can be this absolute arsehole of a person, but then you get episodes where it's the it's his death day no is it his death no yeah his death day and he gets the letter that his dad's died mm-hmm. yes that episode is so fucking good and then dave gives him the memory of lisa yes to make him to make him happy <clears throat> um and that episode that like really like hit a hit a string hit something mm-hmm. right here because mm-hmm. that wasn't the normal rimmer that you you tend to see had like a it's the when Dave's reading the letter out and he's going, your dad's, your dad's, your dad's dead or something, but he doesn't say dead. And I can't remember what he says. It, oh, that's uh, going to bother us now because that's the joke and I've just probably ruined it. I think there's a <laughs> your lot dad's of like, dead. I, I think the episode as well, where you do feel really sorry for rumors, uh, the Ace, when Ace gets introduced yeah. like from the almost, and he like, he comes in and, um, he starts like being the perfect guy. He's like, uh, he's broke his arm, and he's still helping uh, Lister fix, uh, like, say the the Starbucks and then get back to Red Dwarf. And he's basically trying to build up uh, Rimmer, like saying, "Oh, you must be able to do this. Can you do that?" And Rimmer's like, "Fuck no! I am just useless. I am just this piece of shit." Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, and he's like, just telling them, like saying, "It's not Rimmer's fault." Uh, there was a there was a something that happened and like I say, a very simple thing in me child in your childhood that changes your course. Mm-hmm. And it when he the, the joke was I don't know if it was a joke, but I found it quite funny. Uh where you're saying um oh one of us got held back and everyone's like, oh mm-hmm. it's gotta be the Arnold uh that we've got mm-hmm. got held back because he's dumbass he's saying it wasn't it was ace. So mm-hmm. and, and he tells you why he basically used it because he was taller than all the other kids and uh, it kind of pushed him to do better and stuff like that. And it took away like that super, uh, superiority complex like Graham mentioned yeah. when he was a kid. And it brings it back home. But uh, uh, 
because I love all the different references to all the movies and stuff. And you get like the scroll at the end, like like the Star Wars scrolls. Him, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, Ace Rimmer went off across the universe, met thousands of other Arnold Rivers, and but he can confirm no one was a bigger dickhead than the Arnold Rebel he mentioned it today. <laughs> the, um, the chat has just cleared up the joke for us. He mm-hmm. died peacefully in his Jeep. Oh, I'm sorry, sleep. Your father, <laughs> your father is dad? Your father's dad? Oh, your father's dead! Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's uh, that. I love that episode with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Where he gives it, it does me tits and know how many times you have to hear Lisa's voice when he's splitting it all together. It really annoys us. <laughs> I hate repetitive, uh, repetitive. I can't even say it. Well, to be fair though, uh, when you talk about repetitive, like how many times did they find did come up against a killer android or a killer computer? Uh, we in were the in space. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're very limited on your villains. So I kind of guess that, yes, they did come across some. Um, they did come across some spectacular villains, and mm. um, Legion being one of them. Who is in? I thought that episode is just fucking fantastic. This reminds us like the same in a sex suit or something like that, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah, especially when he takes the mouthpiece off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I like the idea though of um, you know, like that that I think that's probably one of the later good ones. Like, because I remember, I remember it being that there's only like a season where Rimmer got like hard light, and then it, like, you know, mm-hmm. where you get, because he gets hard light yeah. from Legion. Yeah. And I remember it kind of going downhill the, the season after that, was it? Yeah, because that was the, like, say, the, the when uh, Red Dwarf gets stolen, they're basically in the hunt to try and get, get Red Dwarf back. Mm-hmm. And then the season after that, they find out that it was Crichton's nanobots that. Yeah. And stole them, and that whole <laughs> premise was just fucking bizarre. Uh, I, I like it though. Season... It was, it was, it was, was stupid enough what... to be a red dwarf premise. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it because <laughs> that was the season that uh, Kachansky came in. Because that was when Chris Barry, I think, went off oh, to do the British Empire. It's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, was it yeah. then? I think so because that no, was the I'm thing. I'm sure British people... Empire was much earlier. I think he was, was sick of it. I think so. I think he, I think it, it was a case of he was, he was a bit sick. Right. Um, so I thought it was commitment issues. That was, I could be wrong. Someone in the chat could tell, but that, like, yeah. say, because I'll, I'll probably get uh, torn apart for this, but I thought the British Empire was actually funnier than Red Dwarf. <laughs> um, oh, no, I get I thought that. It was, I thought it was brilliant. I, yes. I do get funny for the funny element because it's just 100% like um, Chris Barry in it. Mm-hmm. So, and that guy is just pure hilarious. I sat in a room with him. Um, not long ago, and I couldn't stop laughing, and he was just sitting silent and stuff. The, honestly, there's such a presence about him; mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. He's just—it's he, oh, he a shame he hasn't done more, though. Like, it's I know. A, you know, one of those things where you just like, oh, bollocks! Like, like the same as Robert Llewellyn, where you just kind of go like, oh, I've spoke to Robert Llewellyn on the phone before. Did you <laughs> at work? Yeah, I um, I, we were. His voice is obviously so distinct. Um. Mm. He is a customer of the place that I I work at or was I don't know if he is still, um and he was ringing to give what it is I do over yeah. the phone and at the Sammy end does the not call, work on a sex line. Just I do that not. Out there. I do not. But I, Hello, ladies. Well, <laughs> it's it's not as good as well. That would that would be perfect for me, Bet Lynch story, but never mind. Um, but yeah, and at the end of the call, I went, "Are you?" Are you the Robert Llewellyn? And he went, What do you mean? And I went, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Are you Crichton? And he went, 
yes, I am. And I went, oh, my God. And he went, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) He must get that a lot, but that's wonderful. It's the voice. Mm -hmm. Like, the name came up and obviously i am dyslexic <laughs> so then letters did not make much sense to me but the minute you said llewellyn i knew exactly who he was um and then the voice it was the voice it was just perfect moment sammy works on a what a scrappy cool. challenge role play like <laughs> oh my god he found me out yeah that is. <laughs> he but no, found I, I, me I think out graham, i think it was graham's right because chris barry when you think about it, he wasn't in like other than Red Dwarf and the British Empire, I wouldn't be able to name anything big that he was in. Especially and, and with you the wonder talent. Why he had. when he's that good? Like when he's he, so like they're, they're all such good actors. And mm-hmm. it and Chris Barry's the one where you kind of just go, you didn't really he didn't really go on to do anything. Like because you had like, you know, you had like um Craig Charles, who basically did everything. Oh, he's like a DJ now. Everywhere, he was he? the host of Robot Wars. He was a host of loads of stuff. Wasn't he Krypton Factor for a bit or something? He's in Coronation like... Street. Yeah, that's it. Um, and he's just... done his own version of Fake Taxi, but we'll not talk about. Yeah, but, but either way, <laughs> it's like, it, it's what? all these sort of like cool things. And then like, you know, and Robert Llewellyn, like we say, Scrap Heap Challenge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like massive. And then not Danny John Ju- Danny John Jules is a star of stage and screen like you know yeah, paradise like lost. is it paradise is it paradise Par- lost? no um oh death in paradise because death in paradise that's what he loves it and mm-hmm. um, he's also one of the huh, labyrinth the red mm-hmm. things that dance mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah one he's one of the voices there he's one of them mm-hmm. um because he is a dancer and they did showcase his dancing with his amazing song um, which is now stuck in my head. A tongue tied. Um, tongue tied. Yes. Mm. Um, I used yeah. to watch that on repeat as a kid because that because that was like because that was season was that season one and two. It's just it, honestly, it's all it is is just a, at the beginning of an episode, and it's probably season three. Maybe I, I think it might be, be two because it's before wrong. Crichton. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it might be. Then, yes, you're right, and it is just it, he's just watching himself on screen, mm-hmm. singing yeah. tongue tied. It's just fucking. It's fantastic. like a dream. But I, I love it. It's just annoying that every time I hear it now, I kind of go, oh, it sounds incredibly like um, Build Me a Buttercup. Yes, like it's it got that same Massively. Vibe now I can, now I, I can hear it. <laughs> but I used to watch that on repeat, like because I thought that was such a good little random number. And it makes no sense. But they obviously went, hey, you're a singer and dancer. You know how they do it with like like shows like Buffy where it just goes, hey, everyone in the cast is a singer except for you, Anya. Um, like, (laughs) well, I I was gonna say Sarah Michelle um, Gellar's voice was a bit mm. (laughs) questionable. It was was good, it was good enough, but it was like, uh, no, actually, Anya was pretty good, but it was um, that funny song was amazing. Uh, Willow, wow, that was oh, yeah, Alison Hannigan does not have the voice, (laughs) but but it was this idea of just like, I love it when they do that, when they just kind of go, like, hey, you know, like it's like in Star Trek where you have like they go, hey, Riker, you play the saxophone, let's randomly put this into tons of episodes, and it's like, okay, but apparently, people do love that. Like, I know this is a bit (laughs) far fetched, but uh, the um, the royal family, um, Carolyn, Caroline, what's her name? E God, what's it? she played Denise in the royal family? I can't we remember. Like, I wasn't I a big know. fan of it. Uh, Caroline O'Hare. Was it who played uh... Caroline? Caroline O'Hare. Yeah, no, that's Caroline. Caroline played Mrs. Mern. 
Yes, her. Well, she she's obviously the director and creator of the royal family. And there's one character in there, Joe, and she just loved to hear him sing. So every opportunity she got a chance to, she would just make him sing. And that would be just part of the episode. Don't make but me if, sing. I will make you sing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the directors sometimes love that when you find like someone's got a hidden talent or like a talent that you're not really going to be able to showcase in the show. It's like, we will fit this in somewhere. And that's how Tongue Tiger comes about because yeah. it makes no goddamn sense that it's there. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I kind of like the comedy of it though, that they just do it and they're like, well, that's a thing that happened. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, right. We will great. move on now. <laughs> but just, but it, it, it'll probably be one of those eternal mysteries. It might have been a choice thing. You might not have wanted to do any other further work, but Chris Barry is one of those talents that just like, it's so transcends like. Like well, Red Dwarf well. is saying that he does lots of he did lots of voices on Spitting Image, and I didn't mm. know that. Oh, mm. well, it could be this thing. Barry. It could be that Chris Barry's done fuck tons of stuff. Like I remember for ages that I thought that um, Mark Hamill hadn't done anything. Like I was like, oh, whatever happened to Luke Skywalker? And then you're like, oh, Why all of this, you know, like every animation ever, you know. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he he does he does. <laughs> He's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh dear That's me. the voice he does. He did it on two tribes. The um, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Um, Whoa, is that Chris Barry in there? That's Chris Barry. Um, he's also Hillary the Butler in the Lara Croft Tomb Raider movies. Did not know that. <laughs> oh yes, no, I remember. Yes, yes, he was. He's yeah, he's done voice work like. I don't think his filmography will be as big as Red Dwarf, and that's quite like uh, that's quite sad to see, really, because he's such a talent. He's honestly like one of the best best British Our actors souls. that we have. <laughs> oh, just come on, look at the range of look at the range of him though in the show. He is an absolute asshole, but then sometimes can be quite lovable. Like the episode where he gets the opportunity to go on and be on a ship full of holograms. Mm, yeah. um, there's some. There's actually some heart in there. Like 100%. a little bit, it's it's. I, that's why I don't think it was probably down to like not giving given or offered the roles. I think it's probably down to choice. Yeah, I think I he's think... probably because like, if you watch Red Dwarf, then you if you watch the British Empire as well. Like if anyone like in the chat, if you I know it probably like a lot older than years. If you've never seen the British Empire, please go and find it. Like literally, it is one of the best British sitcoms. I think we only had two or three seasons as well. I could be wrong. I think it only had like two seasons, yeah. Um, um it was really good to, though. Uh, like if it, it did, it that's it's ninety-one to ninety-seven. Right. So, so that's a bit... a, that's a good runtime. That must have been quite a few seasons. Seven then. seven oh. seasons, fifty-two oh. episodes, and two Christmas specials. Thank you, Christ. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but do you know where he got his start? Was working the comedy scene, working the working the comedy route with Fry and Laurie, Rick um Rick mm. Mail and Ben Elton and he really? did the, the British version of Saturday Night Live, like the so yeah, he, that's where he got it was his like the his comic strip or something, was it? Something like that, yeah. He got his comic start through there. Um how iconic is that? But though? do you not like, think ben, ben Elton, like Rick Mail oh. Rick Mail and it, it, Fry I, and Laurie I want there to together. be a god just so it can be Rick Mail. Like I, I want there to be an afterlife just so I can get to like heaven. That's and get slapped in the face um, by Rick Mail. <laughs> just, yeah, just literally just get up and it's the most dangerous man ever like, worked yes. with. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, the Craig Davis said it was the best job he's ever worked with working with Mail. It was just terrifying. He didn't know whether he was going to get attacked walking around the corner at any time. But um, yeah. 
I what a time him on the edge like that though <laughs> but if you think about like when this came out like you've just named off a few like actors and like comedians at the time and the stuff of like the level of what we had back mm-hmm. then compared to now which again i'm not slating anything or being gay caving like it's disappointing in a way that we don't get like as many because we're getting that many reality tv shows or mm. like like Love Island or like mm. like and stuff like that, where back ten like well twenty thirty years ago we were getting yeah. Red Dwarf, Black Adder, the Fry and Laurie show, um, the Young Ones, Bottom, like just to name a few. And these type of TV shows are just not around anymore. You can't well, replicate them. I I think I think the thing is I'm gonna go off on one. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> Sit I was back, everyone. Oh yeah, sit back everyone. <laughs> buckle in. <laughs> Gil, buckle in your gills. No, um, <laughs> but like I was talking to a, a queen messaged me earlier today and we were talking about stuff and they were saying how they didn't get TikTok. And I'm very much the same. I do not get TikTok. TikTok is just baffling. But I think we all in the, the joy of nostalgia is that we all enjoy the context that we remember something in. So mm-hmm. it's this idea, and we forget that people aren't trying to do the same thing. So we'll never get days like this. We'll never get days of like Blackadder, like series like two and three, and you know, like yes, because we never talk about Blackadder the season one. No, Blackadder season, <laughs> Black season one is, is funny, hilarious, it's just different. It's just very no. different. It's it's brilliant. Being polite there, it was different. Let's be honest, it was shite. It wasn't. It was fucking hilarious. They just it wasn't the black adder that we know because obviously the roles are reversed with Black Adder and Baldrick, but Brian fucking blessed is in that series. Just screaming (laughs) Edna is enough for me. I love season one of Black Adder. No, I, th- I think it's good, but it is the idea. It's not as enjoyable as the other ones. It's not. I, I will, yes. Right, I, can, I can hold my funny, hands up good. to say that that is not, yes. But it's this idea of this, like, golden age of comedy, like the British Empire, the, um, you know, like, Blackadder, like, the Fast Show and stuff. That's mm. nostalgia to us, but it's the fact that nowadays we're going to be getting kids, like teenagers, who are watching people on TikTok where literally all they do is just open up a box and be like, Oh, I got this figure in this box. How amazing! And they're gonna in twenty years' time, they're gonna like, oh, they don't make it like those the, those days. Oh, they don't do it. No one opens boxes anymore. Like you know, it, and it's mm. that weird thing of it. So oh, that guy used to do thirty second videos of him jumping around his living room and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't make them like they used to. And it and it's so weird when you realize that that's how it works. And it's mm-hmm. I think it's because we all it, it it kind of was part of our growth that we mm-hmm. experienced this. But yeah. it is a shame that we don't have like good written comedy, like comedy written in the same way, where it was yeah. the idea of you you had a crappy set, you just had like four characters, and that's what you had to use for everything. You didn't really have a budget. Whereas nowadays we're getting TV shows where it's like, hey, you have everything. Oh, but you don't actually have a core. You don't mm-hmm. actually have like yeah, a... you you don't have a soul. Yeah, There's that, no that's soul it. there. But there's got to be there's got to be people nowadays because TV wouldn't exist if there weren't people being like that that Jeremy no nearly said Jeremy Corbyn and no um we wow can, we need more of him on TV <laughs> we definitely need more of him on TV uh, and back in the Labour Party Stormy you can um but <laughs> you did do the dis- disclaimer didn't you uh, yes I did yes I did but yeah you could say but um <laughs> but no. But it's that idea of like um what's his name James Corden 
where you're just going, there must be someone out there, somewhere in the universe that's like, oh, this is amazing. Our our cats were so improved by having him in it. You know, like, (laughs) oh, he's, you know, what a genius. They don't make actors like that anymore. You know, like... Are we going to say that? Must though? exist. But you Maybe. know, the thing, the funny thing is that it's theoretical that... physics. Maybe in the universe, this particle exists. Maybe in Maybe. the universe, someone likes James Gordon. <laughs> Maybe I actually like him not for his movie roles, but the fact I will always be grateful for Gavin and Stacey. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've honestly, the we talk about like this pantheon of comedy that we had growing up, and I, if I remember rightly, he brought a sketch show out with Matt Horn that almost tried to be like a Morecambe and Wise, a Fry and Laurie, where it was like sketches mm-hmm. and then like stand-up comedy bits. They, used to, they did one hilarious bit and it mm-hmm. was a magician called Johnny Lee. Johnny <laughs> Lee Miller. And they would just go, I beat Johnny Lee Miller. And it was the funniest thing in it. <laughs> and it's it, it flopped so badly that I don't think that form of comedy has ever been able to recover again. I don't think you can do it because, like, the fact is that people need punchy. Like, people, like people nowadays, they're like, oh, they need like bang, bang, bang. Like, you don't have a whole setup thing. I don't think people have the attention span to Mm -hmm. do, you know, like a. I don't know. It's odd because Red Dwarf is punchy. Yeah. Like, um, just to give a bit of a plug, because I talked about this type of comedy, like, like especially sketch shows. Um, like say like the fast show Harry Enfield like it is oh a bit God. of a dying breed but one of my actual uh, friends like in the northeast he he made a film a few years ago and um it, like got something but he's been doing um like a, a like a sketch show and it's mm-hmm. it's on YouTube mm-hmm. and there's about three seasons out of it uh it's, it's something like five ten minute episodes. Uh, but they've been doing a live performance as well. So he's been doing the uh, the club circuits. Um, it's called oh, Metroland. Um, he's ca- called, called Metroland. Mark Kenny. Um, like, see, he was the one who got us tickets for um, the thing in Newcastle where Greg Davis oh, and stuff yes. were doing the thing. So he, <laughs> he helped us get in there. But check it out on YouTube. It's called Metroland. It's very much in the same veins as, like, say, the uh, as the fast show and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I, oh, I'll give it a watch. Um, I, yeah, I think sounds, one of the episodes he's good. he's like walking around with a like a Tory p- politician and like saying this is the northeast and showing around like like just taking the piss type thing, um, <laughs> or having like where doorbell you know the the doorbell alarms where it's video on now where his ex girlfriend comes back and ringing the bell and saying oh tell us your lovers and all that shit and he's get like, can you please go away but it's like proper northern humour. A fucking yeah. name though, Metroland comedy. Like, yes. come on, you can't <laughs> get any more northern than that. <laughs> can, can we just take back? I know we're talking about Red Dwarf, but the fact that like that is the greatest travesty ever that someone just went, hmm, I think we need another Debenhams. We don't need Metroland, you know, like that, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, tell us about lost it. That was because Metroland, like, oh. I feel I'm going to confess this. I, this is going to absolve me in a Buddhist kind of way of shedding my um, Jacob's ladder, shedding of my uh, mortal worries and whatnot. Spoilers. Um, he yeah. said, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but uh, I need to watch that again. That's another film I need to watch while I'm uh, doing things. Not the remake though. Hmm. Um, no, but but Metroland, like it was. I remember dragging my poor uncle from Gosforth to the Metro Centre. Because I wanted to get like something from Metroland, 
And it was literally like about a sort of hour and 10 minute journey or something <gasps> on buses and stuff. And he did it for me. And it's like how oh, much I love my uncle. I love my family and stuff. But it was this idea of just being like, that's a kind of privileged upbringing that you to have someone who would do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if, definitely. If, I know Metro Land was amazing. I love the yeah, cobbles. I, I love well, the. Can you, can you remember the Ooh. clock tower in Metro Land with all the nets? Yeah. My parents yes. used to leave us there. They used to go shopping, and I used to just hang about in the nets all day. Like, yeah. like it, well, it felt like all day. It probably was just about half an hour. It was like but it just yeah. felt like the best half an hour of my life. So, if we for any listeners outside of the oh, northwest yeah. of England, <laughs> Metro Land was the world. <laughs> so we have a big, massive what you would call a shopping mall in yeah. the middle of Gateshead slash Newcastle. Gateshead. And <laughs> in the middle of it, and, and in the middle of the shopping mall was a huge, massive amusement park. To be fair, well, though, it was, it was massive, a paedophile's was paradise. Oh, my God. Absolutely, 100% <laughs> it was. But for Who's us kids... the most of life living in a pedo paradise? <laughs> That's oh, why they closed it. God, is it the yes. metronomes when they were metronomes? Metronomes. Oh my god, I think I had a friend who was a metronome. Yeah, Jen. Jen, yes, Jen <laughs> Did she was get a metronome. <laughs> is yes, there a she... cure? <laughs> <laughs> Moving <Yes>. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Metro Land was a giant amusement park. Um, that had a software it had a roller yeah. coaster it had swings it had later on i remember my teen years going and it had what's the spinny things teacups no uh, it's like a waltzer a waltzer yeah. waltzer for <laughs> that, that's kind of hard to describe to someone who's outside of the uk what a just, waltzer just like is. the man had his tea party at uh disneyland but a lot fucking faster yeah <laughs> yeah and some some With music back, playing <laughs> and some motherfucker at the back of you spinning you which was no, was used to have as well. What was it? Uh, yeah, you're making a night worse. plan. We are the children of the night, fighting for, for the future. <laughs> but, but anyway, <laughs> other amazing things that we remember from our childhood, along with Red Dwarf. Yes. Um, but it, oh, but it look at him! Look at him bringing it back. Yeah, it's not like I do my own <laughs> podcast, is it? <laughs> Oh, segue. Uh, no, but it but it is that thing of the the joy of nostalgia and these things that are formulative things. And Red Dwarf is very much that for me. It's the, <laughs> this idea of being a child and bonding with my brother. Like really, we used to watch it and we used to like quote it to each other and stuff like that. And it's it's really spooky. And I think there's a part of me that's scared to go and watch it back. Mm-hmm. But oh, then when I did be... for the drag drag routines like last year. Um, I was just like, oh fuck, I forgot how funny this is. Like yeah. literally that what is it, the episode where you know, female Holly gets like boosted, but then it goes weird. Like they make her yeah, IQ, uh, the, uh, IQ is supposed to go to sixteen thousand. Doesn't that hair like all slick back and yeah. everything? Yeah, like, I loved it. I oh. love the, the the evolution of that. And then like um and then obviously they're having a conversation with the toaster. Like yeah. you know, they bring you like some toast back again. The most important question is it was like the later seasons, they 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 didn't have any jokes. The later mm. seasons, it was a bit weird. They just went, "Here's a reference." It was like the Simpsons is, you know, yeah. like where the Simpsons is like, "Hey, we've forgotten how to do humor now, but we we here's some references and here's some guests and stuff. Yeah. And here's yeah. stuff you remember. I... Oh, it's Dwayne Dibley again, and oh, it's Talkie I... Toaster again, and you know, and you're like, that doesn't work. Whereas Red Dwarf, it kind of kept chucking them in occasionally and they mm. complimented everything yeah. rather than being, this is the episode, is Dorky yeah. Doster coming back? 
I've not actually seen the most recent ones. Like, you know, the ones they did really not that long ago. The ones where they came back from, like, on Dave specials and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've not watched them ones. And purely because I was I was worried. I'm not going to lie. I was a bit worried that it... it I didn't think it was ever going to ruin it. It's not going to ruin it for us, but I was just worried it wasn't going to be as good. The first they, one was they... very heavily influenced by Blade Runner, like the first season that the brought well, back out. I'm not going to get that. I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the like... thing is, um, I remember that you know the two films they made. Was it Back to Earth? Back they to Earth. Like, yeah, it was like, like a, it was like, like a, a special type thing. Yeah. yeah so it was like, like a... two films, wasn't it? it was like two a two part. It wasn't. Special they, they've, they've not really done a film. It was just like a, a long special. Yeah, that was genuinely awful. I will say. <laughs> I re- I remember just being like, "There's no jokes." In no. this, there was there was one bit I think where Rimmer refers to a blip on the map as being bigger than God or something. He's yeah. like, "Oh, there's a blip on my scanner that, that's bigger than God," and I giggled at that. I think but that was it. And you're yeah, like, I going, think the, wow, the problem with the little ones was the continue. Continue. I can't say it now. The continuation. Continuity. Continuity. That's the what I what I was looking for. Because basically, when Red Dwarf got rebuilt, like by the nanobots, mm. it brought back <laughs> the whole crew and brought back Rimmer as human. Yeah. Then when they were back to Earth, all of a sudden Rimmer was a hologram again. Yeah. It was oh, kind of like right. like what was happening. Like I know the probably explaining saying multiverse bitch, but it was just like. Not yeah. like a floor where, like, the early seasons had time jumps, but they used to, like, I think from season three to season four, Lister wakes up and he's got, like, a big hair, big beard. It's basically been in status for 200 years. And, like, he's like, he's good. Why do you not wake us up? He went, Well, I tried to wake you up after six months, but you said you needed more rest. And Crichton's, yeah. like, saying that. So then they say, No, Red Dwarf's been stolen. So it's it's got had that continuity, like, yeah. um, and like that movement forward where they were just like, Right, we've got the rights to Red Dwarf. We're going to make a new Red Dwarf. What do we do? Or how is Red Dwarf funny? We'll bring these elements to it. This is when it was funny. And it's kind of like, no, the reason why it was funny was the jokes, the writing um, and the mm-hmm. characters. It didn't have to bring that. But um, I know when, when you mentioned at the start, I just want to like, touch and I'm jumping all over the place here. Sorry. Um, I think this like is what the, this episode's doing, isn't it? It's just back uh, to the future. Jump all over the place. The characters that I absolutely loved as well was the toaster at the start, but the scuttles, the scuttlebots had their own little personalities in the first couple of seasons. And then you yeah. didn't didn't get that like in the later episodes as well. Because well, I, I, I just loved it how obviously Rimmer not being able to um like not being able to touch anything and then the yeah, scutters, has to use them. The, the the scutters kind of became his henchmen and he just yeah. had random things where you know, like at the beginning of an episode, he'd be doing some of the scutters would be doing something. You're just like, what is this? <laughs> like painting you know. the paint in the wall. What color is that? Battleship gray. <laughs> <laughs> what color was it? Battleship gray. <laughs> that's that's the one where you get two rimmers. Um, <laughs> that episode is fucking fantastic. Like more Chris Barry, the better. Like yeah. just having the two of them was just great. When they were and sitting again... in the cinema, had me just pissing themselves. <laughs> when they were just going in front of each other and like just come acting like an arsehole just to piss each other off. That was Chris Barry being at, at his best. Um, the best, the best thing that Chris Barry ever done on screen was when he shouted, and I hope to God I don't butcher this, caspaccio soup. Oh God! <laughs> and you that get the story one... about. Caspaccio soup, that one line, it's on his death day 
when it's the it's when he gets called up to the admiral gets called up to the captain's table and yeah. I best watch myself when there's a trekkie here he'll start um, pulling telling us what the ranks are and um, <laughs> and the captain comes anyway, the captain allows him to come to sit at the table and he soup comes and he he tells him to take it back why it's cold because it's cold and I didn't know because special soup was meant to be cold. <laughs> I've never been, and I was never asked back. <laughs> never asked back to the captain's table. I'm watching Red Dwarf when we finish this. Like I'm fucking up so so funny. Well, I think I think that leads us probably on to the thing of what do we reckon our favorite episode is? Like, um, I mean, it's gosh. it's a tough question because it I is. find myself liking bits from everywhere. Whoa. The one episode that I love from start to finish and I, like I said, I've got it as a reference like on this pod, like on the episode in the little TV, is the Mr. Fibbles, the one <laughs> where uh, the, they get the viruses and they, they go to like say the Earth not the Earth, the crashed uh, like yeah. thing to, re- to recover the Doctor because she's a Doctor and Rimmer's getting his ass like out of shape because Crichton's basically uh, like talking back to him now and yeah. that's so, where the boys he, from the dwarf comes from. Yeah, that episode. And, and they give him, and he gives him the the do, the dossier, so he uses it against him, like thing. But then you see him getting the virus. But just the lines and like how stupid they get as well, like giving a list of the uh, list <gasps> of the that, luck that virus. Whole, that whole scene where it's literally got like Rimmer talking to the doctor over the intercom, mm-hmm. and she's like a fucking lunatic, and he's like. Well, you know, he's, just, <laughs> he's just like, you sound nice. I forgot when he says he's he's like, you're as mad as a box of spanners or something. You know? It's, 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 it's uh, I'm say, we'll get you up here and we'll order you two, two lots of lobotomies and uh, <laughs> and um, four rolls of rubber wallpaper. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think that probably might be my favorite episode because it's just everything is so funny in it because it's like, is it called quarantine? I, I think so because well, they do yeah. it, it. It probably was because they do end up in quarantine because they yeah. end up getting. But the the talking to the potato people just just Mr. absolutely Flibble, fucking like, dexes every time. Just Mister Flibble and just like, but it's it's the reveal. It's the it's the yeah. It's know, the fact that he it, it's it's completely dark. Yeah, well, just the idea of just like you know where they're just going. Hmm, maybe Rimmer could be infected with the hollow virus. I don't know. You know, and you and think he's like, just going to have. And like... then he gets revealed, and he's literally in a gingham skirt, and they're like, <laughs> "No, no, not just a gingham shirt. <laughs> it was a gingham dress yeah. with a uh, command a commando boots, and he'd yeah. been sitting there listening for three hours uh, to them talk, <laughs> and you hear the voice, and he's just sitting there going." Um, I'm just trying to see how mad you are. And he's like, I've been talking to the potato people, the king of the potato people. And this is going, can I talk to the king of the potato people? And he go, and he turns on like, and he does this like straight face, like like, yeah. like he's listens in. You mean you want to talk to the you, potato you, you king? You want to get a magic carpet and fly <laughs> to the, the leveling. Yeah, I love a magic carpet. He's like, and he's like, you're telling me that you're not mad. <laughs> Fucking genius. Yeah, that episode is brilliant. But it's the fact of when they have, like, when they I always loved the idea of Mr. Flibble, and then he's the one, and then when Mr. Flibble does the laser vision, and like that, that doesn't even make sense mm. how that's possible. But then, like, Who sort gives of, a Mr. Shit? Flibble's the one shooting lasers, and you're like, what the fuck? And not remember. <laughs> 
yeah. it's a strange idea. It's See, like, but he, he can't even get that bit right. <laughs> it's like Rimmer couldn't even get that right. He didn't. It was the puppet that got yeah. the laser beam. But it's this thing. It's like, why hasn't there ever been a proper Red Dwarf video game? Because you could happily do a Mr. Oh, Fribble section or something. That would you know? be. Unreal. But I think I think the other thing is I actually thought about this the other day and it was so weird because I didn't know we were doing this and then I got reminded of the luck virus from that episode. Mm. Yeah. And just how funny that is. Like the concept of being just incredibly lucky where like everything they actually, you know, whether, you know, that bit where they're walking down the corridor and they're like, oh, it's, I'm crazy. Like, I need this. this. Oh, what's it? Oh, it's right here. It's so, like, you mean like this? And I think that is just one of the cleverest little scenes. Like mm. that whole, yeah. yeah My... But then the like, door number and stuff. Just sorry, like... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was just going to say the bit, the bit on the episode I love as well on that bit is when it, it takes a shot of Rimmer's eyes and just looking crazy. And he's talking about saying, I now have these type of powers. It's like, I can read your minds. I've got telekinesis. And you see the little axe in the background. They're like, um, yeah. and, and then uh, Lister and Quentin's like, what should we do? How do we get pan? And you see the, the, the axe door <laughs> open and the axe start to move. And you're thinking, this is fucking so badly done, but it's just <laughs> amazing. And then the axe yeah. comes flying out and it's in Crichton's back and Crichton starts spashing his head off the thing trying to... Get to get your circuits I, back round as I, well. When you said you went into Crichton's back, my back moved forward, and I could just <laughs> like because it's the all you see is just a dunk, and it's there, and it's it right in there. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is my favorite episode is the one where they're in the. It's just Lister and Dave throughout the whole episode, and the in the they kept in they've been like snowed out or something like this is, it's them two alone sitting in there. It's where the the. The chest of drawers with the oh yes with the guitar. and this is talking about his, his soldiers that he's like yeah made the soldiers like, and he he thinks that he sacrificed his guitar for the fire and he's like no you take the soldiers you take that chest of drawers you sacrifice your guitar and in actual fact he actually cut out a shape of a guitar <laughs> from the back of the chest of drawers this this really <laughs> precious chest that he keeps all of his stuff in. Um, but it's the Richard the Fourth speech, which I mentioned earlier, where you generally think he is going to list off the Richard the Fourth. Now is the of my discontent that speech, and all he can get out is now <laughs> something, 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 something. <laughs> and he actually says the something part. Um, that whole just them two alone, mm-hmm. just sitting in a room back and forth with each other, mm-hmm. is just absolutely hilarious. It is some of the Best comedy writing ever, and no. you didn't even need Cat and Crichton in it. No, yeah. definitely. And like I said, that, I, I, that when I watched the back, I absolutely adored that one as well. Like just like just to see the interplay, and because Rimmer and well, Lister never never calls Rimmer a friend. Like it does later on, but uh, certain aspects and like that type of camaraderie you know there's like that bond and stuff that's in break well, yeah i love the fact that like say holly brought rimmer back just because it's it's the only person that would have kept rimmer's uh, list of seeing it's like I, sorry i just want to say it's like i it's that crazy thing though where you know how therapeutic it is to rant like it's this bizarre thing of just going. There's something wonderful about complaining about your job and ranting about your job and stuff like that. It's very therapeutic, and it's odd that it kind of gives you more satisfaction than kind of going, "Oh, everything's wonderful and stuff." Mm-hmm. And it's kind of I I thought it was really interesting that like you know, Rimmer gets brought back 
because he's an antagonist to Lister, and mm. therefore List having that antagonism would keep Lister sane. Is it's a crazy good plot idea, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. rather than it being like Kachansky or something, it's well, like it's the, the idea it's the most, of it's well, that was the joke, wasn't it? Because Rimmer was the person he had the most interaction with. So when you look at the the list, when he looks at people to go with it was always going to be Rimmer because he had the most interaction Kachansky he never did because he never had that relationship that he had in his head with yeah. that woman so that was the joke <laughs> there um, but yeah it was these, It was down to the most the most times they talked to each other mm-hmm. that was how Holly computed it but obviously he always would have been the person to keep him sane because he's the one who keeps him on his toes yeah so I know we did have a little bit of a Sammy's pretty much given this one away. Who is your favorite out of the lot? Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> I'll I'll finish it off. I'll, I'll start it anyway because it is Rim. It is um, Rimmer, just purely because of how fucking funny Chris Barry is. Like Lister mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant as a as a as a hero of the piece. Yeah, he's fucking up there. Like he really mm-hmm. is. The episode where they have the um the vi- the virus where it's the the Angel and the devil kind of thing, you know, the yeah. good, yeah. you know, the, the like his, his confidence and his self, like, what's self doubt? Yeah, aha. Uh-huh. When they have that episode and it's where he's trying to, where his confidence is trying to get listed to go out of the, um, out of out of the starship and take his thingy off because he's that yeah. confident that he'll be able to breathe in space and when he really fucking can't. That episode. <laughs> Really, really is one of the best for Lister. It is just so fucking mm-hmm. funny, but it's just Rimmer. There's just yeah. something about oh Rimmer, he's just so fucking brilliant. I, I think it's the fact that Rimmer's Rimmer's incredibly nuanced, where it's the idea of like he is an antagonist. He's basically, you know, it's the idea of like he's the only character there where he can also be a villain, like we see in the Wax <laughs> yes! World episode, where it's this he's idea of he's part of the team. But given the opportunity, he will be a bastard. And yeah. there's something wonderful about that rather than, you know, something else where if Rimmer wasn't there, then it would have to be an outside force being the villain Constantly. of the week or something like that, like yeah. a monster. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I always think that's have... funny. I always I think, think it's good. a brilliant when he... way of looking at it, actually, that Rimmer is basically the villain of the week. You just don't <laughs> know which version you're going to get. I think well, that's, that's fucking brilliant. And I think there's something wonderful about it. You know how you have some friends where you're just like, okay, cool, but don't get them drunk because they're a horrible <laughs> drunk kind of thing. And it's a bit like yeah. that. He's the person on the team where you're just going like, oh, God, no. You know, oh, yeah. God, they've given him a, the, the chance to, uh, you know, feed into his Hitler or Napoleon complex. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hitler, man. So, Graham, what would you say? Hitler in that episode. Like, you know, oh, definitely episode. full on. Definitely full on. It wasn't Napoleon. It was Hitler very much. Uh, so... <sighs> Graham, who is your favorite character? I don't know, because obviously I'm tempted to say I'm tempted to say Rimmer. It's really odd because I can kind of say who it isn't, because I love Lister, but I think mm-hmm. Lister's like the everyman in it. Well, that's yeah. the whole point of him. But you know, I don't think he stands out that much. And Cat, I'm not actually I, I like Cat, but it's like I don't really think he ever gets my favorite lines in mm. stuff. Here, like yeah. I think he's great, but it's like he's not <laughs> the one delivering the zingers, he's just yeah. kind of complimenting the scene. I kind of I'm tempted to either say obviously Rimmer, but if not Rimmer, then um Crichton has a lot of fun stuff. Like Crichton's there as this like wonderful sort of foil to people. I I maybe say female Holly. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I find I find them really iconic and like yeah. 
and like they get some of the best lines in it. Mm. Like you know, just some of the like some of the best lines do come from like female Holly, and I think that's yeah, I think that's quite great because they're like, is that so useless? Like you know, <laughs> this idea of, like they're almost an antagonist because they fuck everything up. Like yeah. you know, to the point of just going like, oh, you try to do something, but you've actually made the ship self-destruct or oh you nice to do this like yeah i i don't know i i think it's probably between rimmer Crichton, or female holly i think <laughs> i think when i was because when i was thinking about it as a kid i i loved Crichton. Crichton was my favorite just oh. because of how like silly and how entertaining he was and i loved the episode where uh lister's trying to teach him to to lie or be yeah. disrespectful yeah. towards uh, <laughs> it's to break to, he's, he's deceiving he's pro- chip or something <laughs> yeah it's like when he's just when he's get, trying to get him to call uh rimmer a smeg and he's going sneak sneak, <laughs> sneak heat yeah. honestly one like like things and when he becomes a human as well and he's trying to like i probably shouldn't have got the joke as well as i did when i was a kid when he's trying to where do I charge myself up? And he's trying to put the like the plug on his on his cock. <laughs> why why is it so so floppy and why does it not go in? And uh, it's just like, that expression. So and also, many also jokes. We're, we're forgetting the joy of sparehead three. Yes. <laughs> he's gonna be, yes. <laughs> I forgot about his spare. I always wonder what what series does the spare heads come in because they're not always in it. Season it must be five, surely. No, four. It'll be four because it's after he's introduced, but it's not too soon, I don't think. Is it? Because it's when he it comes a human and he goes down. He's because you're not going to change my heads anymore, type thing. And you've got them two. Get oh, we understand this number number three is like. Because he's circuits, circuits. He hasn't been used at all. He's so got he's like, doesn't he have like fried. sort of computer rot or something? Yes, like... he's got like uh, Android rot or something. That is good. And he's just like sitting there going. He's just like, I got your fancy new body. That was such a good impression, Paul. There, that was so good. But yes, <laughs> um, I just, I always because I do ask Netflix. You fuckers have gone and taken off Red Dwarf, and every year. I would You're go bastards. and I know the bastards. On Dave, was... you can probably get Dave on repeat, so it's fine. Well, I do. I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you off camera. But um, I, yeah, I always put it on Netflix. I always used to watch it on Netflix because it was mm-hmm. easy to put on at work because I could have me Kindle and everything. But now can't even do that. Um, and I always waited for the series with the heads, and I can never remember which one it is. So I'll have a look for it, but I'm sure You're it's just either... gonna have to watch all of them again. Do you know what though? I, I haven't done it this year, so it's good. I'm gonna have to do it. One thing I wanted it to mention as well, because this is the thing I did notice throughout, and mm-hmm. I probably didn't notice it as much as a kid. Like the music that was used throughout the show oh, yeah. and how well it was used, because it was there was no different beats or no different tunes. It was always the red dwarf theme. But it was d- done different ways. It was either done really slowly, speedily, depending on what type of like, um, like what was happening in the show. But they never like I just blew me away that the, they used the theme tune in such a way because I don't think that's ever been done on another show that I can remember as well. And when you watch it back now, you notice it so much, especially in the first three seasons, um, how they use the music and how it, well it's like used to build the tone and build the pace mm. of the episode. Because yeah. remember these episodes are only 25, 30 minutes long? Yeah, 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 not that long. I do love their disco music, though. There is mm-hmm. something to be said about their tech disco music. That is some top-notch tunes. And <laughs> um, you could tell the one, but you could tell the one going for 
for the Thai music mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have fit with the fact that they'd been in status for 3,000 years. Like, music evolves. Somebody, yeah. yeah. And you don't know what kind of music you, you know, we could be listening to that shit in about 30, 40 years' time. Um, <laughs> but I love... Listening to all that shit. <laughs> I really sounded my age there, didn't I? Um... <laughs> Can't believe some of the shit I used to do with you. That is one of my favourite lines. In it's the only reason I like him for is because of fucking Vulva and that line. And I see it's it not finished. <laughs> it's finished. It's finished. <laughs> that that, 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 that gets quoted so many times. I fucking love it. Me, I say it Anth all the time. I just sit there and go, I can't believe some of the shit I used to do with you. <laughs> Have we done I can't a believe you fucking brought yet. that up. I mean, I don't know what I was spaced episode. We haven't not yet. Okay, no, we, well, haven't. we need to rewatch that. But if we do, <laughs> I think there'll be a fight for the spaced episode. I think there's that many people who would oh. want to be on that one because well, everyone's well, Green Bagsy's first. <laughs> I think Goodwill would probably die to be on the spaced ones just to dress up as Bobby's Nick Frost character. I think <gasps> <laughs> oh, that's what we've got to do. If we're doing space, if you if you want to do space, you got to get dressed up. You've got to do cosplay. Yeah, you've got to do cosplay. He's already calling dibs in the chat as well. (laughs) (laughs) I call dibs. I call dibs. Um, But yeah, I can't believe you brought Volvo into it. (laughs) (laughs) I very rarely bring Volvas into stuff, which is, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's it's a new experience for me. But... (laughs) Well, I appreciated it. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I think that's it. I'm... But no, uh, I tell you, we've gone all over the shop with Red Dwarf, but it's been kind of fun being sort of nostalgic you know and just been... being like remembering yeah. things as you're doing mm-hmm. things. But but it's this idea of like, it's just such a staple. It's so, and it's so fucking good. Like, I remember, did anyone else read the books? I No, no but no. no I, I did remember the books were brought out. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand the books. Because the fact is the books didn't get, they got released after the show. And it's like, you know, when you get movie tie-in books where they release a movie and then they do the novelization of it where some poor bastard's basically gone, hey, make Terminator 2 into a novel. And then they've just explained what happens in the movie and then added extra stuff into it. Like it's done retroactively. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the Red Dwarf books, it's weird because they they must have been done retroactively like by the writers but then mm. they change loads of stuff or where they tie a lot of stuff together, but then it meets all of the beats in the show. So for instance, it mm. kind of goes like, you know, where the, 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 the polymorph happens and then they have to go and play snooker with planets and stuff. Yeah, and that was just absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> as a flowing plot rather than mm-hmm. just separate episodes. And it was mm. so strange. It was so strange being like, oh, this... Because it the way they were written felt like this was hmm. done first, and then they yeah. picked bits out and made a series out of it. But right, that's not right. the case, <laughs> you know. Because, like, say, as you said, with the writers, they might have had these like things in sync, but there's only so much you can put on, or like a twenty minute or 30, 30 minute like sitcom, yeah. like yeah. say with 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 which which wasn't the, like what shocked me. And again, going back to watching it, that most of the seasons only six or seven episodes long, so it's oh, it, really so they're very short. Oh, like the seasons, they're not like say. Well, the very British seasons, not these Americans where you get 23, oh, uh, 24. Like, so hang on, very British seasons last for about 10 months if we're talking about winter. I know, but that's just uh, East Enders, but that never stops, never goes away. That's been but, 
watch 50 odd yet no that's Cora um but no isn't that refreshing though to have a season that is only about like five six episodes long as opposed to like 23 Mm. that you get well I don't know with track it's fine with track it's fine the longer (laughs) the season the better yes fuck you Picard only being 10 episodes and no more Picard. Why can't it be a full twenty-three episode? So we're gonna get we're gonna get a soundbite instead of uh, like having James T. Kirk going Khan. We're gonna have Graham going Picard. Picard. <laughs> <laughs> but going back, to, uh, well, not going back, going to the future because we did get the announcement only a few, only a month ago, but that that the the writers have actually got is it, is it David Naylor. I think I'm trying to say over here. Richard Neela? Is it Richard? It's a, it's, a um, it's a Neela. So is he the one who got Red Dwarf? I think he's can't... got the rights back because there was a press release that he basically that the rights have went back and it's, that there's supposed to be... It's, it's Doug Neela. Doug Neela. <laughs> we were way off with the name. <laughs> I knew it was a Neela, that's fine. Rob Grant and Doug Neela. I'll say you've bought... I've just mixed it up, put both together. I have to, I have um, to say, though, it was that weird thing, you know, when, like, a partnership splits up and then you go, oh, so they were the talented one. You know, that's kind of how I felt with Fred Moore. Yes. I'm assuming maybe it's the synergy that was the, the joy of it, but it was just like... Okay, right, cool. It's good to know have that answer actually. <laughs> See, but that's why if like nerdy up north ever split up, we'll find out who's the talent and who's the shite. So everyone knows Sam's the talent and I'm just the gobshite. It's, it's, it's goodwill. Oh, cheers, mate. And then we're just extras. There yeah. we go. Oh, so there's goodwill and Sam. Of- and there's me just basically blagging it. So that's what, how what, it goes. What a confidence. Because ev- everyone always says, Oh, goodwill's my favourite. Oh, I love Graham. I love what? Sammy. Nobody fucking oh, likes Graham. me, do they? Hang on a yeah. minute. Someone says they've loved Goodwill over me. Yes, everyone Before does. Me. Love, love. Oh, uh, well. Everyone's oh, mothers well. and parents love Graham. There's only one way to settle this, Sammy. I'll see him at Nerdfest. Nerd <laughs> we need a proper proper fight between you and Goodwill. Uh, oh, absolutely Nerdfest. not. Me and Goodwill are just going to be running up hills. Well, They'll start fighting, <laughs> but they'll end up in some weird sex act or sex, like, Thing with donuts no, we'll squirting them with KY a... jelly and stuff. We'll just be in a big fucking cuddle. <laughs> they were KY jelly. I, I'm always like that though. I'm just like, me. don't try to fight me because I'll make it weird. <laughs> wow. But yes. Yeah. But yes. So no. So no <laughs> fucker likes me. So if the nerdy up north disbands, nobody oh, gives a fuck about me. <laughs> no, that's not true because Jake says Yori's favorite. Ah, uh, that's that's fine. Thank you, Jake. You're my favourite too. Me and Jake will do Nerdy Up North together. Jake, I thought, Jake, I thought you were my, I was your favourite. Because you're my favourite. Oh, my God. And the Move question on. is, is Sammy wearing pants? As long as I'm That's nobody's favourite. Sammy I'm, is. Sammy is because... Be I'm favourite. Roll the dice again. Get a better I am one. wearing trousers today because I've my, I'm being so cold all day. <laughs> this room gets really cold. <laughs> well, yes. So... What do you think's next for now that, like, say the, like, shall we say, Red Dwarf is back in safe hands? Do you think we're going to get more shows, or do we get a movie? I, I think that, like, the, I, I'd like to think that if the partnership is sort of together, or at least they're willing to work together again, it might be good. Because I, I think we're getting a lovely renaissance at the minute, where basically people are going, oh, you can't just go, oh, here's a name. And it'll sell. You can't just go, oh, here's a res- a movie and we'll call it Resident Evil. Oh, that, that'll do well. Like, you know, with, like we're saying, with Picard Season 3, we're having people go, oh, oh, this is what, you know, you understand what made this good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we're going to get that level of awareness with Red Dwarf because I'm one of those people where I'd prefer to have no more of it rather than have bad entries. Like Back to Earth was like, oh, this actually kind of makes the whole thing a bit shit by, mm-hmm. you know, having it this running on fumes. But the writing must be there. <clears throat> the, the writing quality must be there. The actors are still as brilliant as they ever were, ever were, as they ever was, you know. Yeah. Ever yeah. was. <laughs> ever, ever was with double Z at the end. Um, huh. But like, yeah, I, I'm, I'd like to be optimistic about it, but I'd prefer them to get it right rather than just be like, oh, we've got the rights back. Let's just bang out any. Yeah. I, I, I literally I just found a little badge on my desk that just says oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my my sister has earrings these gold hooped earrings that has in the middle fuck the tories and my god does my mother get really like not for any other reason not because it says fuck the Tories. it's because of the profanity like it could yeah. it could just say stuff the tory and i think she'd be fine with that but it's the fact that it says fuck the tories and she goes <laughs> out in public and wear them even though my mom has the worst fucking mouth. She swears like a sailor <laughs> yeah. and has an issue with You do not say nasty things about the MILF. Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave the MILF out of it. Don't, yes. because she'll hear, she'll hear us talking about her and she'll jump on. She, she honestly, she loves it. Um, <laughs> I know good, she good does. Wills, <laughs> good will, Goodwill's making sure... <laughs> Goodwill's making sure he's in your good graces. Without yeah. Paul, we've ha- we'd have no to be thankful for. Oh bless Aww. him! It's, it's only because I let him do do uh, do the do the, the Picard stuff. But yes, um, <laughs> it's only because we couldn't listen to Trek stuff anymore. But yes, um, <laughs> money joking. The only only thing I would because if again if like I, I know like say I'm not like say a producer or like filmmaker or anything like that, but I do watch a lot of shit and I think it could be done well. They've got the premises a lot. As I said, they've got the multiverse aspect because they could just say, scrap everything that's came before, like have small references, have a different version of Red Dwarf where they haven't got back to Earth or they're still like in the middle of space on, like, say, trying to get back and have different elements go there. And, like, say, have the characters a little bit older, a little bit wiser. So you don't, you can forget about the mistakes where the, where they've had like clean it, like Kachansky's never came back. Um, like the, the, not... the joy of Red Dwarf though is that mm. you could just it would be funnier if he just went yeah we retconned all of that like yep. like we we've got to yes, remember that so between season two and three there was a scrolling bit of text that says oh and Holly had a sex change and you're like what you know <laughs> like you could mm-hmm. happily just have that would probably be better if they just made a joke out of the fact that they've just ignored the last like nine yeah. series of it or something. Like, yeah. you know, because like, that's what made it work. I think it would be a mistake if they actually had a full episode explaining why it went that way mm-hmm. rather than just mm-hmm. be like, oh, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <We're whole." It's... laughs> but I, I would love it if they brought the old sets back because, like, even yeah. though it was badly done, it had very much like a like an alien feel. Like, the sets looked like it was built by the same people, like the Whale and Co- Corporation. Yeah. Uh, Battleship was... Grey. Battleship grid. Um Yeah, I, I actually love those bunk beds, you know, where they were like the white <gasps> sort of massively. angled bunk beds. They were really it, was, cool. it was so weird, uh, the shape of them, wasn't it? Christopher in the chat earlier, I think, was saying, you know, why did Rimmer and Lister live in the same room when the, you know, why, oh, yeah. why were they bunkmates when the ship was so big? And I'm like, A, sets, and B, 
for interaction purposes, I guess. You know, it's like it's well, it could literally be anywhere on the ship. But yeah, I think it'd be a mistake to try and glamorize it all. That's probably oh, where yeah. it's went wrong with the new ones. Like I know the latest season took a lot of references and just basically tried to do a Red Dwarf like version of Blade Runner that didn't quite hit the nail for me. But um, there's elements that I do love. I love like when they do the movie references. I love the whole piss take of like Robocop when that was done. Um, oh yes, with like, Tiny uh, Dave. The Tiny Dave. <laughs> That was so weird. Though. Was that was that the curry monster? The curry monster. The vindaloo mon- the vindaloo monster. The vindaloo monster. But there's so many like like when the because like, I know like say when the sexualized stuff they always turned it around and made it the most grossest thing in the world as well. Like them monsters that uh, like, seize your inner desires and they're trying to suck your brains through a straw. It's just yeah. absolutely the most ridiculous thing in the world. And this is I can't resist you, some some person's sister who I loved when I was twelve. <laughs> oh, it's Pete something, isn't it? Pete, <laughs> Pete something, Pete Thompson's sister. Uh, uh, <laughs> and wearing all these latex stuff and everything. Um, but it's like these bug creatures that are trying to suck your brains, and they were called sirens and stuff. And then, like you had uh, Lister and Rimmer have discussions, was it like Turkish le- legend or Greek legend and stuff like that? Um, speaking just of absolutely women, amazing. Well, speaking of women, the episode where you first meet Crichton, and mm-hmm. they all think that they're going to meet all these like these three amazing women, and <laughs> they end up going and it's just fucking skeletons sitting there, and Dave <laughs> walks in and goes, "This is this is." something at Rimmer and he's just he's incredibly credibly brave and I just fucking love that line <laughs> I, I, I just love the whole that that whole scene like the slapstick humour of like, literally he just puts the soup in front of the skeleton and then he just <laughs> face palms it and he's just like oh you've got a little <laughs> you know, and, it's like, and I just love the idea that it's like but this is the thing it's like, it's uh, I think it's the fact of they overthink it and they're trying mm. to make it like dramatic and movie and explain stuff. Whereas the idea of what makes Red Dwarf what it is and what what's funny is the idea of literally going, yeah, there's an android who is so fucking dumb he doesn't know that the people are dead. Like, yeah. you know, like- <laughs> and he's and you think as an android he might like have some form of intelligence in him, but he's still <laughs> trying to feed these corpses soup. <laughs> he's like and how long like has he been trying to do this? <laughs> Until they got to that stage, yeah, and, and that's <laughs> it. that's that's what I think is quintessential Red Dwarf. Yeah, like, I totally agree with you. Someone said in the chat, um, there was there was a gas leak on the mining ship Red Dwarf, and everything season three onwards was a mass hallucination. Mm. <laughs> see, that is perfect. I, I see. I would put it up to season seven. I think. I like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, like, there's some of them. There's definitely. I think it's like right. nine onwards that it's a bit shit because I there's think nine. is eight is uh, is eight the season which is like is is eight the season which has back to uh, back in uh, it's, it's season eight when they realise it's, it's the nanobots. So the nanobots then rebuild Red Dwarf and it brings back everyone back to life type thing. Yeah, I think uh, that might be my last favorite. My my last acceptable episode of it is the one where like Crichton finally finds the nanobots and he just has them in a like a, a glass beaker and he's hitting it with, with a pen, being like, "You naughty!" You know, it's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, you little bastards! I I kind of like that, but it was that was the running on fumes bit of yeah. the show. It's just when they kind of lost what 
what as you said the magic about it was how silly and like ridiculous at times like um one of the best ones is when they go to the the ship and Rimmer gets um like the prison ship or the prison thing and all of them get uh like viewed and say to the like the past miss miss like things they've done wrong oh, and then yeah. Rimmer gets sentenced to like uh like 200 years because he believes he killed everyone in red dwarf by not placing the manifold correctly and um the defense for him is that he's so <laughs> incompetent and idiotic <laughs> And he's even like uh, Crichton's at one point saying he's even objecting to his own defense to try and get him out of jail because he's not because he can't stand to be known as being so incompetent. Um, and the way they tear him apart and like say to get everyone up, like there's the witnesses. And how do you how do you feel about uh, Remy Lissa? Like he's an associate, he's not a friend, and he's like he's a complete ass hat it would he, he couldn't even put the soup in correctly in the soup machine yeah never mind have the capabilities to do this job and um <laughs> it was just so well done that, that that to me is just red dwarf at its best yeah. when it knows what it is yeah. and just how stupid um and they have a justice field because like a, a killer cyborgs after them um yeah. and as part of the field, you can't do any crime. If you do a crime, it comes back at you. So yeah. when they're fighting this uh, cyborg, the cyborg's hitting <laughs> Lister and basically getting himself beaten up at the same time. It's just <laughs> the whole premise and silliness of it was just hilarious. But this is what I mean, what I meant earlier about a universe. Like, it's so, you know, like crazy. <laughs> like, you know, you, you get, there's, there's another thing I forgot about, like the idea of, that prison ship that is a whole world you could interact with like the idea that these things exist or whatever with like you know mm-hmm. thing, you know a field in where... it as well isn't he mm-hmm. captain hollister's in it as well isn't he in that series yeah. yes i remember that one yeah but no no like season eight uh, what joe's talking about is when it went shit um mm. but like the the one paul's talking about is that one episode where they land on a prison ship and then it's like i think it's season two that's season two or no three, it's not it's it's season four or something because it's right. it's after Crichton and stuff um, yeah Crichton because Crichton comes in full time after season three yeah yep it's um, but then then you have one like we haven't even spoken about the one of the most famous episodes, the polymorph episode. Like you know, yeah. Goodwill referenced it earlier with the uh, give Keisha chance. Give Keisha chance. Like where, you know where it's like where Rimmer gets all of the like charisma sucked out of him, and he just basically becomes like a hippie. <laughs> like he becomes <laughs> like a sort of you know he's walking around with a placard and stuff, oh, and he's just he's, like... he, there's one line in it he says, and it's absolutely hilarious. But um, the I love his facial expressions in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, because it's so on Rimmer, because Rimmer's so very stern faced and yeah. all of a sudden he's just proper relaxed and it's I absolutely <laughs> love I do love that. It was a give Keisha I, chance. I forgot I forgot what he says, but he says something where he's just like he's talking about how they're trying to defeat the enemy you know. and he's suggesting like he's just suggesting like a leafleting campaign and he's like <laughs> suggesting like you know, all these things he's just like going, it's a monster, you know, and then he just immediately gets killed. But um no, it's I really wonder though, after like say anyone who listens to this episode or like either watched it live or watched it back, I wonder how many people go back and watch it now. Hopefully. So I, I, I do oh, think I hope so. Yeah, okay, exactly. in, in the it chat deserves the love. In the yeah. chat, who is going to re-watch Red Dwarf now after we've given given you all these remember berries? 
and one off of it because I'm going to make time for it. Mm. But I think that's that, that that's because uh, a lot of shows has good nostalgia, and when you watch it back, you kind of think, oh, it it was just mm. nostalgia, but now I, I I am doing that thing what I say by rewatching it, and you get hits with the nostalgia, but then you get hit with extra things that you don't didn't remember at the time or you didn't notice mm. at the time. Oh, so you there's a lot get... of hidden <laughs> gems and stuff that absolutely is worth it. So I would recommend anyone to go back. And yeah. again, I'll, I'll hit on it again. This is not just brilliant British comedy. This is British satire. This is British sci-fi that, to me, could be wrong. But in my eyes, has still to this day not been done better. And I know that's a bold statement. I don't think there's a British sci-fi that can touch Red Dwarf. No. For the jokes, for the story, for the There's no British comedy sci-fi that could be there. Because, because it's all a pastiche. Everything in Red Dwarf is basically coming from this background of like Blade Runner and stuff that's super serious. Like Blade Runner's mm. deadly mm. serious. Like Alien is deadly serious. Like, you know, like, I don't know, Event Horizon, that was probably like 94 or whatnot. But it's this idea of just being like Red Dwarf just goes, hey, all these really, these concepts that are done in a really serious way, dumb, really yeah. dumb. Like, yeah. done badly, so badly, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> it's like, genius. You know, taking like John Carpenter's The Thing or something and then making Polymorph out of it, where you're just like, what if, rather than... Yeah. Being like clones or something, like Dwayne Dibley. Like, yes. what if, you know, Dwayne Dibley? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 see, this is it. As I watch it every year, and I still to this day will find something in it that I didn't get. Tell you what had I, me. I, I don't abs- know. In some t- oh, yeah, sorry. No, like the bit that had me crying more than anything else with laughter is it starts off really sad. It's like Crichton's bit, like, there's been a crash. And Crichton's legs are smashed, his eyes hanging out. So he cuts off his hand and he sticks his eyeball on his finger and he goes, go off, go and get help. And you get this fucking spider thing. And then Holly's going, Dave, I I know you're scared of things. It's going to be a bad day today, Dave. There's a fucking uh, tarantula thing coming on. And Dave's listeners get terrified because he's going to tell me crotch. Yeah, my pants and the cats just sitting there laughing, like trying not to look as well. But honestly, that's just absolute ridiculous humor to the degrees where this shouldn't work. This shit shouldn't be funny, but it's just fucking one of the hilarious things I've ever Dave's, seen. Dave's swollen head? Yeah, fuck it out. Dave's <laughs> swollen swoops. head? Face moves? Like, who the fuck thought of that? And that makeup work. Bro, uh, that makeup work is brilliant, but yeah, when it Dave's explodes all it. over the cat as well, and he's just like, "Oh, that's better." <laughs> just kill me, just kill me. <laughs> Isn't yes. it funny how this episode, this seat, this episode of Red Dwarf, we've just managed to like go into our memory core and just pick out some funny fucking shit to talk about. It's been great. I do love episodes like this where you don't have to. Put a lot of thought into it because you, your memory will come back and help you out throughout the whole episode. <laughs> I love it. It's it's one of them classics. Like I know, I, I, like I think my only worry when we talk about like shows like Red Dwarf is how amazing yeah. and defensive and 
passionate the fan base the is, fan base, yeah, you the, always the... get scared that you might not say something right or you might upset something. But that's that's always the fear when we do these podcasts. Yeah. But I, I, I remember the fear when we'd done our first ever talk on Star Star Wars and we oh, said yeah, we were shitting ourselves. We went, <laughs> This is going to be the first episode we do at Nerdy Up North where it'll have Star Wars in the title. Yeah. And that gives a lot of people a chance to come and come at you. But touch wood. And that's like that's commendable to, to the community we have built that we've not really had too many people. I'm not going to say we haven't had people come for us because we have. Hi, guys. Um, but we have had like, it's 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 been like a pleasant surprise that the fear to talk about like subjects where people can probably like say take offense or take umbrage yeah. if you don't like or don't agree to the exact word to say but i love doing things like this and like doing the little graphics as well like i'm just still Aww. pissing myself laughing at watching the star book fly across sam's head every every few seconds well, I'm, um, I'm, I'm glad i I'm glad I haven't be actually been watching the the video as it is because every time I flick onto it, it's just how many times have we got hex vision from Mr. Flibble over the course of this video? <laughs> quite, like it's like it's not a even a, a it's not even a, a long loop. It's literally just like every five seconds, it's addictive. Just him being like just watching it. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize the the fan base of the the scope of it, the size of it, even mm-hmm. till this day. When I saw Danny John Jewels and Chris Barry, their line was ridiculous. It didn't stop all day. And I knew it would be big. I knew like these are it's big names in, in British comedy and sci-fi. But my God, it was constant and it was round the building, down the stairs, like, mm-hmm. like all day. And wow. yeah, and Danny John Jewels rocked up an hour and a bit late. <laughs> and Chris <laughs> Barry was there from start. To finish, even afterwards, after the convention closed, still standing there, Danny John Jules just got up and fucked off. <laughs> See, that's what you get for being the cat and, like, say, being very, very rimmer. But, but I'll tell you what, though, that, that man <laughs> spent time with people and he, well, every time I walked past him, he was having a fucking ball with everyone. He would look, he'd come across so friendly. Um, but yeah, and just watching him run a, a run with this girl on a wheelchair around the convention floor was just an absolute highlight. She was <laughs> having an absolute blast. <laughs> it was brilliant. But yeah, I didn't realize like the the scope of the fan base. Even to hmm. this day, like when it comes out in what nineteen eighty, what did we say? Six, seven, eighty-eight, eight? eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Um, hmm. you just don't think that it's still gonna be as popular. Is what it was. It's it's probably the best compliment I can give it, and the most backhanded compliment at the time. It's probably the most eighties TV show that doesn't feel like an eighties show. I got that mm. backhand. Yeah, that was good. Because <laughs> because the eighties were the best, so yeah. no, no dispute in that. <laughs> Nothing will beat the eighties. Goonies for life. Um, well, yes. never say die. <laughs> yes. Are we going to wrap this bad boy up? Yes. Any any points you wanted to add, Graham? Because I know, like I said, this is one of your passions. Well, I I've just got one one question, okay, that I want to ask the both of you, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be a bit serious because obviously I know we're talking about Red Dwarf, and it's like you know we're meant to be very comedy and lighthearted about it. But um, given that God is infinite. And that the universe is also infinite. <laughs> Would you like a toasted tea cake? <laughs> have a waffle. <laughs> uh, 
just have some toast. <laughs> just, like, just like, what is my presence? Wow, great. I, I, I love that whole section though, where it's just like, it's just like, that's another bready question. It's not just bready, it's quite currenty too. <laughs> There's a lot of there's got, if we did that earlier, there would have been so many bread puns. Goodwill would have been having a, an aneurysm oh. to try and get as many bread puns out as he could. <laughs> he's probably oh, typing oh. furiously. He's probably stuck masturbating. Like, oh I can't masturbate at the moment. I've got to put as many pa- pa- bread puns as I can. <laughs> oh, bless Goodwill. I generally thought you were going to be serious there for a minute. I was like, he oh, was. That God. was a very deep and deep. It was a very deep, deep moment. You still announced it. Yes. <laughs> I don't like tea cakes, but I'll I have a like slice of cakes, toast. But I'll have some toast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's say goodbyes because so, yes. I'm really tired and I've been in right. this room since eight o'clock this morning. Bless you. So thank you, Graham, for saving the day. You've oh yes, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely, <laughs> he's the hero Come of on, the day. Yes. You, you you are getting employee of the month this month. Sorry, Goodwill, Yay. you've been demoted. I am uh, an employee. <laughs> oh, does yes. that mean he becomes captain? Yes, so you agree with me? Am I hitting something uh, I shouldn't there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was Admiral to start with. And I was like, oh, oh, yes, but you didn't like that. Know. You wanted to be science officer. You made me change it mid-flight. No, oh, if, if, you watch, you if you watch Trek, you don't want to be an Admiral because there's never a good Admiral. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're all yes. bastards. So, yes, Goodwill and Graham will be returning, possibly not on Friday, I still need to discuss it with Goodwill because I think I've been double booked on Friday. But then it's a difficult one because the problem is because we're doing the Universal Monsters on Sunday. Sunday, It's the idea of if we do if we do Star Trekking on Saturday and put it out on Sunday, it's going to get lost a bit. So it's well, it won't because if if you do it on Saturday early on, if you get me the stuff, I'll promise that it will go out Saturday. I'll yeah, that. Well, well, me and Goodwill all discuss it. Um, yes. But it's this idea of I'm pretty sure I've booked, double booked on Friday, which is annoying. Gracious. Well, <laughs> we can always record Goodwill's bits and record Graham's bit and just merge them together. And merge them uh, in together and try and fit a conversation like around it. That would just be like changelings. But... <laughs> but yes. So start checking with an uh, up north. If you haven't watched it, like, even if you're not a trekking fan, it is one of the best things I have watched. Because like I said, I'll be honest, I haven't been following with this season of Picard. It is on the list. But watching Goodwill and Graham, just the banter between them and them getting so passionate <laughs> about something is just beautiful to watch. And I, I absolutely adore, like say what when do it. Also, as Graham said on Sunday, we are back because yeah, we back. are doing Universal Monsters. We are going to have a full cast uh, of people involved in this one because everyone likes a good monster flick. Yep, Easter um, Sunday, bring your Easter eggs. Get a cuppa and chill out with some it's universal actually, it's monsters. It's actually Chocolate Jesus Day, isn't it? It, yes. is, it is. It is. Happy Chocolate oh Jesus Lord. Day. Oh, my God. Oh, everyone needs to dress as Jesus. Dead Jesus. Oh, no, <laughs> he's, Jesus. he's alive at this point, isn't he? I, yeah, I, I think he's The Marvel Cinematic I'll, Universe. I'll, I'll just put a sort of cross to say this be the martyr. Then then we'll get fucking cancelled, won't we, guys? Then we'll be fucking <laughs> He, t- he needed a couple of days after getting nailed by Romans. I know exactly oh, what that's Who like. doesn't? But taking one on the side, but yeah. Um, and then wow. Monday, Monday, Monday is oh, the Monday. live event. Oh yes. my God, yes, Monday. Nerd. We are at Nerdfest. Yes, we'll be at Nerdfest where Jake, Sammy, Charlotte and the majestic Captain Goodwill will be hosting the cosplay competition. And I've 
and I think I'm going to put Goodwill on for the under 12s because I don't think I can be trusted. Uh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like we can't be trusted. You're putting Goodwill under the under 12s. He's <laughs> it, got more experience with kids. Is that it's okay the, to it's say? The uni- <laughs> it's the unicorn. It's the it's unicorn. The, yes. Mm. And then uh, we will be recording a few things and we will at Nerdfest have a few little competitions running throughout the day. So keep an eye on the group. And if you're out there, you could win some prizes. Eyes on the prize, guys. Um, But yes. Can one of the prizes be like a spleen? Yeah, Um, mine. It's been no good, but go on. I'll I'll, I'll take one for the team. (laughs) Marvel Marvel figuring characters you'll be getting. There's Bullseye. He'll be able to win. Got, so yeah, Nerdfest on Monday. Come say hi. Come come record a little bit with us. Come record yes. during the day with us. Come and, have a little come, chat. And ex- come and experience the podcast in live. You can win her. Are we allowed to see a, a, a nasty girl woman's face? Yeah. I don't know if we can. Because <laughs> then, the, then the, the Star Wars fans are really going to come for us. <laughs> but yes, we have a lot of things to give away. So, and there'll be stickers. Everyone loves a good sticker. Um, I'm gonna have to come to this. I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'll have to. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna. It was the stickers. The stickers pushed me over the edge. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I'll come. (laughs) And he'll turn up as well, as well, guys. But yes, I um, have arrived. I has arrived. And if you don't enter enter Nerdfest doing that, don't come and tartar us. And we are excited as well. We have changed a few things around. So on the yeah. 16th of April, due to popular demand, and demand, I mean, some very talkative female members in, in the Discord, Sarah and Lauren, we're getting very excited was, about this. I was going to say that was not me. <laughs> we are doing a return to the true crime. So true crime part two, where... Mm. We talk about deaths and shit, and uh, and how people got away with it, and uh, did deaths and shit. <laughs> deaths and shit. I've been, shit. Well, I yeah, I've been catching up. Paul, how would you kids. describe crime? Ah, oh, deaths and shit. Yeah, deaths yeah. And shit. So. Bad people fucking things up. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it was, a, no. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good thing to interrupt with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you're um, watching? Our deaths and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the episode's going to be called. True Crime Part 2, Deaths and Shit. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so that's gonna that, be that sounds like the most bleak crime thriller in the entire world. Deaths and shit. Oh yeah, I should <laughs> well, I should I... also point out that um all of my Game of Thrones episodes are now available on YouTube, and mm-hmm. the last two episodes, because it is going to come to an end for a bit, will be mm-hmm. put up in the next two weeks. Yes, so Yay. we have Sorry. stepped away from the Patreon because we were overstretching. But the good thing is, and again, this might sound like I'm bragging, but I don't give a fuck. We are almost hitting our target now on YouTube for watch hours. So we are nearly hitting the mark where YouTube will start paying us stuff. So please watch. And Ooh. if you like work from home or if you're animals, go have animals, leave leave the podcast on so the animals can watch. It's what Whatever. I do. So my cat knows I'm around so she can hear my voice. <laughs> but we, are liter- we are literally get only a few hundred hours away from hitting the 4,000 4, hours dark. Think of this. Think of about that. There's been over nearly four thousand hours watched of us talking shit. Yeah, and that's crazy. Thank you to everyone who has. Thank you to everyone who joins us each week in the chat. It's like becoming like a little little community of its own. 
mm-hmm. on the chat. Like it's so lovely just to always see them the like the familiar faces. Like don't get us wrong, love seeing the new guy like new guys coming in, but it's really nice like seeing Goodwill, Christopher, Sarah, Lee. I think Lee's not in tonight, but Lee would always be. Oh he has been, he's popped be. in from time to time. Oh but... did he? Oh I'm yes. sorry, Lee. <laughs> but to be fair Lee knows how much I love him. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Anyone who's in the chat, I'll always say this, you're you're my favourites. If you're not in the chat, I don't like you. <laughs> you're my favorites. But yes, and Dirty Donna was in for a bit as well. And, he was. And Beth, I know you had some bad news today. If you ever watch it back, we we have got you back, Beth. We will look after you. Like we say, love we've you, got Beth. You. So, but anyway, so yes, Let's... follow us on any platform you can think of. Followed Goodwill on Twitch, on Twitter. He Please. is now the Twitter leader on Nerdy Up North. I don't know how that works because. I just used it to harass Kevin Smith, and I think Kevin Smith was getting a bit annoyed with us. Um, so <laughs> anyway, he hasn't blocked um, you yet. Um, yeah. So yeah, Goodwill's on Twitter. I've got TikTok. Paul's got Instagram. We all have Facebook. Mm. <laughs> you can please don't get on- offended by anything I post. I'm sick of people getting offended. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all this fucking snowflake generate. All right, all right, Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> He's bloody snowflake generation. Oh, no, oh, I this morning's been mentioned on the podcast. We have to finish now. It's over. It's okay. over. We're done with. We're but also, done. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Sinoiz, S Y N O I Z, and I am the drag queen, the Velvet Snatch. Uh, I have just finished my fucking Snatch Talk series, and it took so much out of me. It was very difficult. It was very yes, rewarding, queen. but wow. <laughs> Six yeah. weeks of not having much spare time and then still but, accepting gigs at the same time and doing the Picard you, podcast. You've worked your fucking arse off. Well it's done. Crazy, yes. man. It, it's really crazy, but it's been wonderful. Like, it's literally, it was really fun because, like, we had it last year and we had it again this year where the winner of the actual competition is literally there with a crown and a sash and stuff. And I'm interviewing them, and then their mum comes over to me, and they're like, "Oh, I'm such a big fan. Oh, I, I, I love, oh. I love the show. I watch it every week." And I'm like, "Your, your, your child has just won this entire competition." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I know them. I've seen them on the regular." It's like, "Oh my god, the Velvet Snatch!" But no, the Snatch is the real that. hero. But yes, and you know as, as Goodwill keeps on saying, as Goodwill keeps saying, we have your links in the description below. So do all this jazz. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I also, I, where am I in the? Yeah, that's it. But I'm yeah. <laughs> so yes, I'm, you, lick up I'm watching that back now. <laughs> but yes, but yes. Um, don't I don't think we've got anything else to say. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Sunday that's episode, Monday at Nerdfest. Yes, and see, we're getting close now to 150 episodes, and that's just mental. But yes. Uh... So thank you guys and um that good will say and he's a constant professional. I've seen your hat you wear, you're a dick. Um, you're a professional at consummation, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he, Goodwill is officially the ladies' man of Nerdy Up North. He will t- t- do all the sex with everyone and have all the good times. But yes. <laughs> Let's do the sexings. Yes, he does the sexings. Is this the sexings? Used <laughs> to. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> so same back time, same back channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Would you like a bagel? <laughs>